and when I when it's identified, I'll try to make an example of it. Not I don't say that in a threatening way, like oh, I'm gonna make an example out of this guy. Um, <laughs> it, it's more just <laughs> like, hey, fucking kill him. <laughs> I'm gonna just, pick the biggest fucking fascist I can find <laughs> and kill him in front of the whole army. This isn't like journalism. We're not doing any gotcha stuff. So if at right. any point you do say something while we're recording and you don't want it aired, just let us know. We'll trim anything. You know, it's not like um, uh, it's not like once we have it, it's ours and we're going to do whatever we want. You know, like we're here right, to right. Make, make people sound good and, and have a good conversation. We're not uh, we're not trying to get anybody. OK. Um, I think we're probably largely on the same page here. Um yeah. All right. So, um, where, so where did you kind of like want to start? Where did you see this uh, conversation going? So, uh, I was gonna give a little bit of background on, on who I am and, um, kind of just talk about, I guess, like my, my overall concern with, with the rise of extremism, rise of, uh, potentially fascism in the ranks of the military. And I'm only really right. going to talk because my, uh, my scope is kind of limited to, to just the army because that's where I've seen it and that's where I, I serve and currently serve. Uh, but, you know, there's, I, I think there's probably problems across uh, all the branches, um, just, you know, across the military as a whole. But I can only really speak to, to the army as, as a whole just because yeah. that's, that's, that's my background. Um, and then, you know, like if we go into tangents, that's fine too. I've got, I've got some like tangential stuff. If, if we start getting off the rails, oh, we do. We, yeah. We do go off the rails. Um, yes, you do. That's pretty <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you, are you, a, are you a listener? Do you, oh, you listen absolutely. To absolutely. Oh, and, oh, that's and, so good. Yeah, no. And I want to, so yeah, let, let me start there first. First, I'm super excited uh, to be on just because I think what you guys are doing is, is so important for the gun community as a whole is, is really pushing off the, like the, the fudism, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, and you yeah. know, I know we throw around toxic, toxic masculinity, masculinity a lot. I, I get that, but there is that. That's like seems to be the pervading attitude, and I think the purpose of the Second Amendment really is to bring as many people to the Second Amendment as possible. It should be exclusive. It should be as inclusive as possible. So I think you guys are, are knocking it out of the park in that oh, regard. Geez. So I'm super, I'm super excited to be a part of this. I've I've been listening since, uh, episode one. Also, uh, the theme song absolutely slaps. I don't know. I don't know who, who did that. I don't know if you guys give credit at the end because I can never make it to the end of episodes. I can tell you, you know, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it literally, it's a guy on, on like Fiverr or something. We were like, man, we need a theme song, and we just like looked up uh, people who who will just make theme songs. Uh, <laughs> you, mm-hmm. I think we paid them like, God, I want to say like fifty bucks, something like that. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe it was more than that, but it, it was like based on the length of the song and the complexity of it. Um, and we just were like, we were like, we want something sort of eighties uh, meets synth pop, kind of you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. With, with a little bit of like like funk and 
I think I think he he got it. I, I, there was a, a few like back and forth, a few revisions. Um, but you know, neither, neither one of us are musicians, so right. you know, we did end up having to to hire that out. Yeah, but that, that I hope that guy puts that like in his I don't know like roll up or resume or whatever the equivalent is for like an audio guy because it like like the first time I heard it, I think like I had I had you guys playing like on a Bluetooth speaker while it was. Uh, cleaning or something and i just stopped like i stopped and i was just like, like what is this like what <laughs> what am i listening to yeah it's yeah. speaking to me it grilled it grilled the cheese sandwich i had in the kitchen oh, i didn't Jesus. even I, did, I didn't even i didn't even have the the oven on and i came back and that cheese sandwich was perfectly it was done, grilled man. it was done it was golden Perfect. yeah yeah the, chef's kiss the chef, it's where you kiss the chef on the asshole and it explodes. <laughs> it just tastes so good. Yeah, exactly. It's very, very Italian. I'm going to get in trouble for that because that's a Louis C.K. joke. Um, not only my oh. plagiarizing, but also he's been uh, he's been canceled. So, Right. Well, the grilled cheese is a is a Patton Oswalt joke. Anyway, hey, so <laughs> we're, just ma- we're just mashing it together. Yeah, we're all just... We're just <laughs> ripping, r- ripping, off, ripping off guys. That's okay. Yeah, That's okay. exactly. We don't do this. We don't do this for money, so mm. you know. Hopefully, it's fair use. Yeah, and that's that's the other point too. It's like there's no the only agenda you guys seem to have is just is getting the word out and yep. and yeah, yeah. Pr- providing you know a positive space within the two A community and yeah, and there's no you're not you're not trying to sell slings or belts or. Gun well, parts we, we or whatever. Are, we a little well, better. Uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I, over, over, I ran over my, my thought there. But yeah, We're not but, just trying to sell sling. To, right. to the extent, and, and this is, I, I'm really only on the podcast, but but Jordan, you know, runs the, the whole business and, and his whole thing is, you know, he's running it like a business. Um, right. You know, because we're not, you know, we're not like communists or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the to the extent that, that we're, we're making a profit and making money, the idea is to, you know, cover our own costs and then put that the rest of that into like, you know, community, uh, you know, like mutual aid and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, and that was kind of like what ha- got me to reach out because I listened to the episode on the John Brown gun clubs. And yeah. that and there was just I, I was kind of like I, I took a seat back or a step back and I was just like, I I see what those clubs are doing and I want, and it made me think like how they're going out and they're serving their communities, you know, and they're showing up to, to counter protest some of the stuff you're seeing, like extremist groups, like proud boys doing. Um, and there's value in that. And I'd like to see more of that come from like the military side of the house. Um, sure, and sure. then, it, and it got me thinking that, well, wait, stop. There seems to be kind of like a, a, a direction in the opposite way. Yeah, that the military scene, yeah, shift, and so that's when I reached out. Yeah, if that that makes sense. Well, you know, on that note, uh, I think we can just go ahead and get started with the show. Uh, Yeah, okay. We're down one uh, co-host, but he'll be with us. Uh, Jordan will be back with us in a little bit. But uh, today, uh, the a better way to a podcast is here with Jim, uh, who is active duty military and has some concerns about um, how, how did you put it. Uh, the the rise of, of what I'm seeing is extremism and and a bit of fascism within the ranks of the military. Yeah, like just very right wing kind of violent populism. Yeah, that's exactly. And then some stuff, and I, I can get into it in a little bit. But some stuff like uh, you know, everyone has a work group chat, 
And for the most part, it's usually very work related, but then, you know, in the off hours, people might start posting memes or, or links or whatever. And then they think it's interesting. And I was involved in some work chats that, you know, uh, had some fairly senior enlisted and some middle management officer types in it that the things that they were saying in, in these chats were akin to like North Korea. Like, you know, if you don't it's very believe, shocking, shocking. Yeah. Like if you don't believe what, or if you're not prepared to defend what we believe in, you know, we're going to put you against a wall and shoot you. And it's just like, what? That doesn't, that doesn't sound like freedom. No, that doesn't. No, that sounds like I said, very like Iranian, North Korean. Like that's what they do in those countries. That's not, that's not the military. That's not what the United States military stands for. And you know, it's, I think we should be calling that stuff out. And for the record I did. And then I got labeled as the office Antifa. The office, the office Antifa for just literally <laughs> being like, Hey, we don't we shouldn't murder people yeah we shouldn't murder the citizens that we've sworn to protect you know against a wall or otherwise and yeah there, there's also, an oath right there's like a there's like an oath that you take i i've i've never served I'll just you know, right. Like right up front but yeah you you swear an oath uh to support and defend the constitution in the united states and you know the citizens therein um you know, and what makes us such a great country is that, like, we were the military is nonpartisan. It's not political, and we serve we serve the Constitution of the United States, the rules of our country that we abide by. So when you have, especially seniors, more senior members, who have been at war for the last twenty years, um, who are very highly trained, and talking about, well, hey, if if you're you're against my personal beliefs then i'm gonna line you up against a wall and shoot you yeah, i don't think that, that's in the constitution not one bit not one bit i don't remember that in civics class no and it's uh so it's pretty it's pretty shocking it's pretty shocking um and but it's i like, started it's like shocking to hear that right but i think also we've all even those of us outside the military we've all had some sort of inkling that that this has been happening so it's not it's not like surprise it's shocking to hear it but it's not surprising uh to to learn that it's it's going on right right i think if you you could probably draw lines back to the 90s uh especially with tim mcveigh i mean he was uh i believe he was in the army i believe he did like a short tour like four-year tour also if i start going into like militaryisms and like acronyms and stuff please stop me because i will do that and i'm very I could be unaware of it at times. I understand that yeah, some of the yeah. listeners, you know, will have no idea. Yeah, won't have any clue what I'm talking about. Uh, if we my, if we miss anything, we can just go back in ADR. You know. Sure, sure. My girlfriend gives me shit all the time about that. She's like, "What does any of that mean?" And I'm like, "Oh, wait, stop! I have to break out like the dictionary and like this means you know where I work and this means everything's fucked up." Um, <laughs> You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. but you draw draw lines back to like Timothy McVeigh and, you know, he was a very despondent, very disenfranchised young man who, you know, he he wanted to go to war and he didn't get his chance. And so he decided to blow up a federal building, you know, yeah. after being um, radicalized by militia groups that had existed, you know, in the 80s and 90s. Sure. Um, and he, he's kind of a meme, right, where like. You know, pe- people who just don't like the federal government and don't like feds kind of meme meme Timothy McVeigh, just like the meme like Ted Kaczynski. 
David um, Koresh. Yeah, yeah, and it's very, it's very funny to dunk on Feds because you know a lot of a lot of us don't like don't like Feds. We don't like the federal right, government yeah. for a number of reasons. But you know, I think that in 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 the memeing of these right wing extremists, you kind of lose that context of like wh- where they came from, what produced their violent ideology, who kind of like. Um, uh, facilitated this behavior, um, and I, I think that I think that e- even those of us that aren't aren't super left wing would should be really alarmed by by this uh, this this tendency. Right. Yeah. One hundred percent. It's uh, you know fuck the feds. Let's start. Let's start there because yeah, fuck the you feds. know fuck the feds. Right. But um, there's still people. Uh, what was it like? You guys posted. You guys yeah, posted. For sure. You guys posted the clip of uh, from like Rick and Morty uh, like earlier this week. I don't know when this is gonna air, <laughs> but bureaucrats. I don't respect yeah, the, them. <laughs> the robots, Morty. <laughs> it's very funny, right? But, but also the the point of that show is not that Rick is a role model for libertarians. No, the point of that show no. is that Rick is a psychopath. Yeah. who's lost touch with humanity. And, yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know. exactly. And that's why there's like there's all those dimensions, all those different versions because he's not he's not he's not real. He's he's like the non-person, right? Right, but, right. Know, he's he's he can, given up those those essential parts of of being a human being. Right. Yeah. And in getting back to like the Oklahoma City bombing back in the 90s, like there was a there was a daycare in that building. You know, and this dude yeah, was yeah. so radicalized that he like that never became a consideration. No, he was just like I'm going to I'm going to destroy this symbol of the federal government and anything that was in his way. Right. And th- that's terrifying. That's absolutely terrifying. And to some of these people, you know, the, uh, the, the, the children of their enemies are their enemies. They are right. their future enemies and the enemies of their children in their mind. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, you know, they're not off limits uh, in, in that kind of ideology, right? Right. And when you point that out to to some some of these military members who who are definitely skewing towards being radicalized, they and you point that out and you're like, you know, that's like some Afghan tribal shit is what you're yeah. you're on about right now, and they will immediately bristle, like, no, it's not. No, this I'm protecting my freedoms. It's like, well, what do you think the Afghan farmer? Yeah, what do you think the, the Taliban was doing? You know, they, yeah, that was <laughs> they their wanted skew. To do, they wanted their freedom to be a fucking right wing uh, religious theocracy. Yeah, so, totalitarianism yeah. and and the whole bit. You know, yeah. So, um, and that's and that's hard. That's the hard conversation too, because you try to point out the hypocrisy of what they're talking about, and it's can like talking to a wall. Like they they will refuse to believe because they're so it's like so ingrained in them. I'm trying what, to figure that out. Uh, why? Do you ever, and I'm not an expert by any means, but I, you know, I, I do sort of have a casual familiarity with, with like brainwashing and cults. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of these, um, you know, a, a lot of these like cults will sort of like teach you these like terminal thought patterns where it's like you're conditioned to when you're, when you're presented with opposing information, um, to just like, you know, just push away that discomfort mm-hmm. and, and you know they they have like things that they tell themselves to reassure themselves so that they don't have to face that cognitive dissonance and like really sort of you know reconcile their beliefs with reality um and that goes kind of sort of part and parcel with the way that they're conditioned to evangelize their beliefs um which is as much about spreading their beliefs as it is it is about pushing away people that don't believe that strongly mm-hmm yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, 
I think in in the military, uh, there's there's two fronts. I think for the for the main body of the military, the conventional side of things, you have uh, just basic indoctrination. It's packaged as esprit de corps. You know, hey, this is you know this is your unit. This is why we fight. These are you know all the you go into any. Uh, like battalion headquarters and there's always like posters and and uh i hate saying propaganda but it, it, for lack of a better I mean, word right so so propaganda has like a connotation to it but 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 it is it is a real thing and you know it is an important part of an organization like a, like a military sure yeah sure at the end of the day you want a a 19 year old who probably has a high school education to do the things you need them to do without second thought and that's and like like again i don't want to say it's brainwashing and i bristle kind of at indoctrination but it is and but it is like they gets packaged as like a spree of core it's like you're gonna go sure, and sure. you're gonna go die because i'm telling you to go die because you have to because otherwise everyone else is gonna die kind of a well, mentality and we talked in a previous episode with um radical is calm about um hazing and the and the negative connotation that that has but how ingrained it is in, in the in the culture of, of like militaries and how important it is to an organization that, that has to suppress uh, individuality, right? Right. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm glad you brought up that episode because I was gonna bring it up too. That was such a great and important episode. Um, and if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that, I think it's episode nine. Um, and okay. yeah, give it give it a listen because what radical is calm, which it's I don't think he intended to make a play on radical Islam and that was brought up in the episode he, too, but it, uh, yeah, he, he, <laughs> he kind of danced. He's like, sort of did sort of, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, but what, what he's doing, I thought was amazing. Cause he, he's creating a space to talk about like the mental pressures of every day and how, it, how it relates to a gun community and how it's okay to talk about those mental pressures, whether it's like, hey, maybe it's journaling for you if you want to make it super personal, or just talking to your your range buddies that you go out with or your coworkers yeah. or something. It's it's totally okay to have those conversations, and that was such an important episode. Um, and I listened to that. I listened to that one like a, a few weeks ago when it, right when it dropped, and I was like, I definitely sat down and, and gave it this my full un, undivided attention. Yeah, man. but um, yeah, like there is an element of hazing, uh, and you you see that in like the basic training where the what what i believe the formula is is like we got to break down the civilian of all the bad dirty civilian habits so that we can rebuild them into the warfighter right Right. um and and part of that is like that indoctrination that that building of the uh, esprit de corps you know the the mouthfuls of kool-aid propaganda that yeah you know they have to take so that they can you know be actualized as as their intended military purpose which is to go and follow orders now i I, when i say follow orders i don't mean like blindly like you can't you can't order a subordinate to do anything unethical illegal or moral sure sure Right, but, but you but you do to some extent need uh, subordinates who will um, you know they're, they're not going to sit there and like you're like I wonder if that's a good idea every time you tell them to do something. Right, and there's a time and a place, but you right. at the same it's it's a thin line because you want a thinking soldier. You right, exactly. You look at look at the problems that they're having the Russians are having in Ukraine right now is because their their leadership it's very linear. 
Um, and this is going into a tangent, but whatever. So it's yeah, like, good. follow the tangent, follow it all the way down. The leadership knows what's going on, but those subordinates under them, even like subordinate leadership don't have a clue. So when that top colonel gets schwacked by, you know, an off the counter drone that has like a, you know, a, an IED strapped to it or whatever, nobody below that guy knows what to do. And so they end up getting like stuck in mud pits and they end up, you know, outrunning their logistics lines. And then they end up getting killed by more Ukrainians. Um, our army is vastly different. Our leadership is, it's yes, it's vertical, but it's also very horizontal and everything, right. you know, we encourage the junior soldier to like kind of think for themselves and be problem solvers. Uh, but it's, again, it's such a thin line because you do want them to comply when you tell them, hey, you know, I have this menial task that needs to get done before everyone can go home, go do it. Versus, you know, hey, this is this is the plan, this is the route we're gonna take back brief me like tell me what the route is that i just told you so i know you understand and then if there's like a problem with it you know i so i was a platoon leader uh way back when and i had that means i had like 40 young men uh under me and i would often ask some of those the younger guys like hey does this plan make sense to you because i want that feedback because if it doesn't, because like, I want fresh eyes on it, because I, I'll, I'll admit it, I get tunnel vision, I'll get sucked into a hole. And if I don't have somebody be like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do that. And here's a reason why. Like, I want to hear that. Um, and that's what makes the United States military, I think, so successful. That and like the trillions of dollars we pump into it. But yeah, it definitely helps. <laughs> yeah, there's like, you know, it's a little bit. But the fact that we encourage, <laughs> we, we encourage our, our young, you know, service members to kind of like think for themselves once they leave a basic training type setting. Um, But because they're so used to, you know, uh, following orders or complying with orders or wanting to, wanting someone to follow, not only wanting someone to follow, but to also lead, that makes them very susceptible susceptible to extremism and being radicalized and being recruited. And that's what I was going to kind of ask is, do, do you get the sense that, so, so whenever I, whenever it is described to me, um, like the ideals of the U S army and, and you know, what a, what a soldier is supposed to be and how they're supposed to behave, it seems like very antithetical to this, uh, right wing extremist position. But I, you know, I wonder if, if perhaps in that process of breaking down the individual and building them up as part of an organization, if maybe they're, they're kind of being intercepted, right? And, you know, these, these, uh, you know, extreme ideas are kind of being slipped in, um, you know, during the process of, of creating a soldier, or do you think that these people are coming in, you know, already with these notions of, uh, of, you know, wanting to, to, to explore this right wing extremism and maybe just taking advantage of the organization that already exists. Hey, you're muted. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm I'm still trying to figure out this gigantic Yeti microphone thing. Sorry, I'm like not tech savvy at all. Um, You're good. To, to to answer your question, yeah, I think it's I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think many recruits come from more conservative backgrounds, and I think historically militaries are more conservative enterprises, if that makes sense. So there's a natural attraction to those components but i don't think unless we're talking about like some foreign militaries the united states military is not 
like a it strives not to be a an extremist or a fascist organization it try it honestly it's a, more of a socialist organization than anything else if you think about it sure. it, provi- it provides literally everything you need to survive um but and again if you tell that if you tell that to like some of these hard cases that are very much fashy they will bristle at that as well but well but but at the end of the day too though like extreme extreme socialists and extreme fascists are different often only in 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 their targets and their temperaments true true um true. many of them really don't mind um you know state action and uh you know the, the fascism has this this kind of connotation of being um uh you know uh, a, a government partnered with with private enterprise or a government in direct control of private enterprise but really that's that's really not much different from the the socialist model of complete control and command economy it's just sort of a it's like a different flavor right mm-hmm. and so you get uh if you get like fascists in a socialist organization i i feel like the you know, they could convince themselves that that's just fine, and they they probably wouldn't experience much friction. Yeah, I think you make I think you make a really great point there, um, and I think you guys have talked about it on previous episodes too about the whole horseshoe theory thing, and it's like the the two extreme ends are actually a lot closer together than you know than most people realize. Um, so yeah, I I concede to that point uh, fully, but to the main point, I think there is a sense of radicalization that happens during military recruitment, during military training, uh, out of necessity. And then it breeds certain aspects that, you know, extremist militia groups are very, are very much interested in, in having, which is, you know, uh, well-disciplined compliant soldiers or, you know, service members or whatever, um, that, are also and those service members are also seeking things too that can be provided by that group like camaraderie um a lot of people leave the service and they end up kind of being listless uh yeah they yeah end, they end up kind of missing like hanging out with, with the guys quote unquote day in and day out and they're looking for that they're looking for shared ideals um and some of these groups like the Proud Boys or, or, you know, other militia type groups, Oath Keepers, they can provide that. They can provide that, that sense of camaraderie that these guys are looking for and a purpose. Because a lot of these, I say guys in a pan gender way. I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. I just, just for the listeners, I, I don't want to get added. Yeah. Um, but use guys. You, uh, use, no, use not, guys. Not men. Not specifically people who identify as, as men. Um, but yeah, they, and so you have on one side, uh, an organization that's looking for, you know, trained, highly trained, or at least mostly trained, compliant, fit um, people. And then you're, on the other side, you have people who are looking for an organization that somewhat has their same viewpoints and will provide them a community or provide them that level of belonging that they probably have missing in their lives. You have to remember a lot of a lot of guys, again, pan gender, go in at like 17, 18, 19 years old right. and they get out maybe five to ten years later, give or take, and they've become whole ass adults 
during that time. But it's like that entire time they've had someone telling them what to do, what time to wake up, what time to eat, what time to, you know, shower, what time to go to bed at night. So it's like they become institutionalized that in that way. And they right. need they need that to like continue to 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 function in the real world. Well, so let's let's talk about men specifically, um, because I, I was reading something recently about how there's a sort of like crisis of loneliness in uh, in men mm-hmm. in this country. Mm-hmm. And I also know from separately from this, I know that these right wing extremist ideologies thrive in uh, in in lonely, isolated young men. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wonder if maybe there's is there something about military culture that leaves people, but specifically men feeling isolated or, or do you think that, that, you know, isolated, angry men are drawn to the, to like, you know, like military service like to go and. Yeah. I think, I think it's definitely more the latter because you're never alone in the military. Sure, if you're, sure. If you're alone, shit has gone sideways. Very wrong. Yeah, it's very, very wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's in even even for the service members that don't end up in a barracks, um, you you end up some like either living in a house on post or off post. Uh, you're constantly like I'm speaking specifically about the army, but I'm sure the other like service branches it's similar those communities around a military post are just like teeming with veterans teeming with other service members. Like, so there's, uh, there's a lot of people around that have been through what you've been through. Exactly. And you're, and you're, you're never alone. So I think the military definitely draws in that people that lonely, are looking, they're hungry for that uh, kind of connection. Yeah. Um, whether they know it or not, because yeah. like the, the moment you get off that bus at whatever you're, you're in processing, destination is where you're going to start your basic training like you're you're crowded in there with 40 other people of between the ages of like 18 and maybe 24 who you know like you're making friends fast whether you like it or not because it's about survival at that point you know you're getting the shit scared out of you some guy in a in a stupid hat is like screaming inches from your face and you're just like holy shit like you know and so that's really our kind of kind of strange they, they're they're silly, but they also have this weird intimidating factor. It's almost like a shark fin. You see one. Well, it, it accentuates the uh, the closeness when they get up in your face because that brim is like right yeah. in your uh, your. Oh eyebrow. yeah, yeah, and they and they like to use that too because it's like they'll they'll give you a tap in the forehead with it, and they're like, "Are you touching me? Are you are you assaulting <laughs> me, private? You know?" And it's like I was like I, I was told to stand still. You know, it's like this playing mind fuck games with with. Essentially, I mean, let's just, I'll call it what it is, essentially children, you know, uh, because you're reduced, like you may be 18 years old, but yeah. you're, you're reduced to your most like base, you know, being at that point, because it's just like your sensory overload. Well, it's being, process. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent, hundred percent. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it, I've been, I've been through a type of, without like outing myself, I've been through a type of basic training three times in my life. Um, police academy. Another branch of services, uh, basic training, and then I, I took a I took a break in service to become an officer, and I went through 
because like my time and service in the previous branch didn't really correlate to what I was doing. It was a C service to, to a land-based service. So they're like, well, we, we're going to send you back through basic training again. And by the time I went through it the third time, I knew, you know, I knew the games and I knew what to do and what not to do. So yeah, uh, yeah. it was old hat by then, but you know, you see, you see some of these uh, younger people and they are, this is the first time they've probably ever been yelled at by, you know, an adult, like, like a real, like a real grown ass adult, like screaming in their face. And it's like, yeah, it shows, yeah. you know, uh, well, you, you let, would hope, right? Right. Yeah, sure. 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 Um, but yeah, it, it, you don't want the guy showing up like, Oh, you're not scarier than my dad. Some do some, some do. And, and I, I can't speak to like drill sergeants or drill instructors or anything like that, but I'm sure that's a challenge where it's like, okay, well, how do I yeah. break through to, to this guy? Because obviously uh, this person has some stuff in his background that simple being sh- simply being shouted at and they can't put their hands on, you know, uh, recruits anymore or right. basic trainees. Nor should uh, they, but nor, nor should they, unless it's like a safety violation. Uh, right. you, it, and you see it every once in a while, like at a, at a live range or something like that, where someone's being inherently dangerous with a weapon and this, they'll, they'll yeah. get, you know, put on the ground real quick for everyone's safety. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think whether they know it or not, I think the some of the people that go into military service are looking f- to belong to something. Yeah, and that's not always a bad thing. No, no, no. But but they, okay. So so the picture we're painting here, on one end, you've got lonely, isolated young men, um, looking for connection, looking for purpose, uh, mm-hmm. possibly angry, possibly with like procliv- proclivities toward violence. Mm-hmm. joining an organization and being intercepted by uh, more institutionalized extremists uh, that know how to insert themselves into the process and, um, you know, uh, sort of, sort of uh, expand the influence of their, of their, of their ideology in that organization. Correct. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that a hundred percent. And, and that's not to say that every service member who leaves service is like, a certifiable no, killer, no, no, no. you know what I no, mean? No, absolutely like, not. Um, there's plenty, like the army, I'll speak on behalf of the, well, I'm not speaking on behalf of any institution, but I'll speak towards the army. It's, there's more support type jobs in the army uh, opposed to like the Marine Corps where they're like, well, every, every Marine is a rifleman first. Well, the army, it's more along the lines of, yes, we do have riflemen, but they need a ton of support. It's like a three to one something ratio. So, when someone leaves the army, not necessarily like, yeah, sure. They've qualified on their service weapon at least once a year. Um, you would think maybe, uh, but right, it's not like, right. it's not like they're all like special forces guys yeah, that can okay. ha- hang upside down and disassemble their M4 and put it back together. Blindfold like gotcha. that major pain type shit, you know, <laughs> right. I'm just, a, I'm just a civilian. So I, I, maybe I don't have the right idea of, uh, of what the service is like, but that makes sense to me that, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, you know, more support oriented roles, but those people still are probably looking for connection and are also yeah, still susceptible to those, uh, to those, um, uh, extremist institutions. Right. Exactly. And those institutions again, are looking for someone who is highly disciplined, physically fit. Um, probably... It kind of reminds me of the the talk about the gangs in the LA Sheriff's Department, right? Right, right. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that too, where uh, uh, 
who was it? It was like their old like police chief, and he was like, "We're the biggest right. gang, you know, in L.A." And he was saying it, I, I believe, unironically, you know. No. Um, but yeah, it's like yeah, you got like regardless of what your actual job is in the military, like you can do some you can do some gang shit. And I say that not like like Bloods and Crips types gang, but you can like you know how to get down. You know like those basic squad level tactics. You had a you had an NCO or a non commissioned officer take you out to the woods and put you guys out into formations and and marched you through and had you react to contact or conduct an ambush yeah. and he, those are skills that it they're not hard you know you can you can rem, you can memorize what people are supposed to do in those types of situations and that's and you something can that take that with you. Exactly. after your service and take it back to your you know to your hometown your uh you know patriot front rallies and stuff like that yeah exactly exactly and i think that's and that's something and this isn't hyperbole this is this is like literally that's something that keeps me up at night is the fact yeah. that you don't need a 15-year special forces veteran who to join one of these organizations and, and show them you know how to like show them small unit tactics this is stuff yeah. that within a four year tour of service, most people are exiting the service with, you know, if it's a ground based service, Marines or, or army, they're leaving with those skills in their back pocket. They know they have that knowledge in their back pocket and it's very valuable to an extremist group. You know, uh, take for instance, the, the, the group up in Michigan that wanted to kidnap uh, the governor up there. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if any of them had, um, military training. I haven't really been following it that closely, but well, it's that, like so that was a situation where the, uh, um, as I understand it, the FBI kind of it, it was one of those where like the FBI has a a, a radicalized informant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or or they they've got a they've got or not a radicalized they've got an informant in contact with a radicalized individual, and so they're like okay, push them to uh, whoops, sorry, whoops. my dog's barking. <laughs> it's okay. She doesn't like the uh, the extremists. Um, no, nor should no, she. It's like what they what they were doing at, at mosques, um, but this time they did it to some white guys. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, in that sense, uh, I I I don't know that any of them had military experience. But when the FBI targets people, usually it's people um, with like that are like mentally unwell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, people like unstable, isolated people. And they kind of like create a situation for them to 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 like make these these plots, which is a very controversial thing for a federal law enforcement to do. But agree, yeah. Um, Back to fuck the feds. Yeah, <laughs> so that wasn't that was like so so it's, that's the kind of thing that I worry about less. You know these these sort of like uh, astroturfed terrorist plots that the FBI can pat themselves on the back for stopping. What worries me more is these guys with the uniforms and the masks and the big metal shields running drills, you know, yeah. out, out in the out in the country and practicing for for street fighting, you know, holding off mm-hmm. cops while they beat the shit out of gay people, you know. Right. Like that's yeah. that's the kind of stuff that I'm worried about. Same, same. And they're doing it and they're looking for those individuals with those type of like I I'm gonna, like this makes for great audio content, but I'm doing air quotes. People skills, right? Um, I think people can hear air quotes sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's by, about by the inflection of your voice, like yeah. people skills. People skills. Uh, yeah, they're they're looking for that because they 
and it's what's crazy to me too is like none of this is like secret information none of this is in a box and it's not like a conspiracy and they're hiding it from you it's like literally just type in type in on google small unit tactics you know i'm not telling you to do that don't do that well you can do that you can do what you want you should do it you should do it yeah do it fuck it or just go to Uh, yellow peril tactical yeah (laughs) yeah i mean and yeah and there's enough there's enough social media out there too that uh the seaburn guys for instance like doing up little yes very much yeah uh doing little guides on on stuff yeah it's all out there it's not it's not um it's not like hidden knowledge, right? It's not in one of Trump's boxes at Mar-a-Lago. It's, <laughs> That's it's, a topical reference. That's timely. Yeah, nailed it. When this when this airs Got in him. November. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it yeah. made sense at the time, guys. <laughs> yeah. Your kids will love it. Uh, <laughs> that's that's Back to the Future. Um, you gotta name the reference. You never know what the you never know what the kids these days are into. Yeah, exactly. It's like, was that on TikTok? Um, <laughs> I'm, like 30, I'm like thirty something years old. I can't remember how old I am. It's my birthday. <laughs> I don't know how old I am. Hey, happy birthday! But, Holy hey, shit! Thank you. But I'm like I'm like thirty two or thirty three or something. I already feel so old. Oh, I'm I'm forty ish. And tell me when you get when you get here because every day is a is a blessing. It really is. <laughs> Every day we get on this <laughs> earth past 40. <laughs> God bless. Um, you know, I, I've jumped out of a few airplanes and I don't know why I do it. God, don't. Yeah, it's the worst. It is they the absolute land. worst. You don't have to jump out. <laughs> That's what they keep telling me. But like something, something airborne, something, something, I don't know. And uh, Careful, don't dox yourself. I know I'm trying not to, but yeah, it's, it's, it's when you hit a certain age and you're in the military, it's like, this is Wow, look at this old guy. Yeah. Look at this old guy with the, with the salt and pepper beard trying to, trying to be a soldier. Yeah. What's crazy about that? I was just, I was just at a course, uh, like all summer and it was at a, it was at a training unit. Um, and there was a lot of young, young service members there from across different, uh, different branches and stuff. And they all look like children. It, it shook me. And I'm thinking, like, so reflective, reflexive thinking, right? If, if they look like children to me, I must look fucking ancient to them, yeah. you know? And it's, and it's crazy, too, because, like, they're all doing, like, like the little kid workouts kind of thing. Like, they're just in front of, like, in a, like ducks in a row <laughs> in front of, like, the big mirrors just doing bicep yeah. curls, like, endless bicep curls. And that's it. That's, like, yeah. all they know how to do because they're all, like, 18 and they've never yeah. been to, a, I guess, <laughs> an actual gym before. They're trying to get that pump, but they don't know. They don't actually know, you know. Yeah. Bicep yeah. curls not going to help them lift anything. <laughs> no. And but and for the listeners, the tricep is a bigger muscle. So if you yes. want big arms, get your tricep. Like, work your get triceps. Your tries. Get your tries. It's 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 neglected. And do your fucking compound lifts. Yeah. Not thank just you. isolation all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Push pull. Push pull. Alternate. Exactly. Jesus. Also, For hey, the I love got of God. I've got another PSA and it's gun related. Um use Loctite. <laughs> this is an <laughs> underappreciated uh fact right here. Use Loctite. Uh ladies and gentlemen and Everything in between, if you are mounting an optic to anything, Loctite your fucking screws because you should you should not have to rezero your optic after shooting your AR-15. Yeah, you precisely. should not. You should you should not feel wobble 
Um, and I'm speaking from experience because I'm super bad at it and I'll forget and I'll torque everything to, to spec and then like I'll go shoot, I'll go shoot a couple matches or whatever, come back and I'm like, why is this, why is this loose? And then it's, you have to start the whole process over again. Yeah. Loctite. Bottom line guys, the fascists are Loctiting their, their screws. You yes. need to be doing it too. Yes. 100%. 100%. Blue Loctite. Blue Loctite. Don't, Blue Loctite. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't, don't fuck with, don't don't fuck with the, the red. Don't put the red stuff and don't put yeah. rock set on your, uh, <laughs> I, you know, when you're just screws. cranking it down on your pit rail. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't want to take a blow to your hollow sound. <laughs> yeah. Unless unless you just are really or you're really into that primary arms, you know, one to four power. <laughs> it's <laughs> never I'm never changing it. Yeah, it's, it's no this one's forever. Gonna have to... <laughs> I'll I'll throw out the whole upper before I get rid of this optic. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have uh, to cut it off with a plasma torch. Yeah, for real, for real. But yeah, lock tight your shit, everybody. Locked at it. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. P- no PSA over. PSA over. That was our that was our commercial break from okay. the heavy shit. Yeah. That's important. That's important enough. Keeping it um, rolling. Hey there, everybody. We hope you're enjoying the episode. If you do like what we're about and want to support us, our Patreon is a fantastic way to do so. It allows us to improve the podcast in many ways and helps fund our alcoholic coffee beverage stash to assist on those late night recording sessions. Now you may be thinking. This podcast has me absolutely smitten and I would love nothing more than to throw money at you. But what's in it for me? Well, I'm glad you asked. When you become a patron, you automatically get access to an exclusive collection of clips from the podcast not heard anywhere else. On top of that, we have a wide range of tiers available that will get you merch, discount codes, and even free gear delivered to you monthly. For any patrons currently listening to this, we are super thankful for your support and for keeping the dream alive that one day I will be able to meet Andrew and make sweet, sweet podcast magic with him in person. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash abetterway2a in the episode notes for the podcast or on the link in our Instagram bio. All right, now, that's all for that. Back to the show. So I have been concerned about the military, like, creating fascists and loosing them upon society right Mm. do you think that there is a conscious effort and this is a little bit conspiratorial right this is a little Mm -hmm. bit sure i don't necessarily think this is the case but i'm curious what you think do you think there is um like a any kind of like effort going on to sort of um overtake uh, uh positions of influence in in the military with like like fascist people or I, that was a dumb way of phrasing that. Do you think that fascists are trying to take over the military? Is is the one I'm asking. Uh, I think under the last administration, yes. Um, okay. And I think, that and I think sense. you, yeah, and I think you saw that with just the high turnover rate of um, defense secretaries to the point where right before J six, you you like I can't remember the dude that they put in there, but I think Esper was out, or and they they stuck some other random guy in there, or maybe Esper was on to the end. Um, I don't know. Cut that. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even remember. Yeah. I don't remember who was at that point. Yeah, honestly. me neither. But it was just. But again, like I think that's. I think that is indicative of something, right? Where you can't even remember who the last sectup was because they were just like yeah. <laughs> changing over so quickly. And you were. I think what Trump was looking for was somebody who was just going to blindly agree with him, and which is super fashy. Um, and then when you when you juxtaposition that to what happened on J6 and what we're what we're learning about how like 
Trump was very, very slow in calling in any type of military support to help clear up the capital, um, which is, you know, a thin line. But given what we were seeing, I think it would have been appropriate for a response. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think previously, yeah, probably. Um, currently, uh, doubtful. Um, I mean, I'm not an expert of- on that. I've definitely seen a lot of uh, reactivity from you know, just based on what I've what I've read because you know, obviously I'm not involved in that culture, but right. it seems to me like it's something the the incidental uh, rise of fascism in in the ranks is something that that the the higher echelons of the military are concerned with, and that's that's what makes me kind of wonder if if maybe there's something that's not being talked about if maybe there's like a, a like a concerted effort going on. Um, but it sounds like maybe there was, and maybe it's, it's sort of being handled. I don't, I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll say this much. I can, I can speak to, I can speak to this where shortly after J6, I, I believe it was mandated from, from the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, that every, every subordinate military unit would go through extremism training. Um, what that amounted to, it was very block check. Um, and by block check, I mean, it was just like checking the block, like, yep, complete thumbs up all the way up back to the, the Pentagon. It, and I don't even really remember the gist of it because it was uh, a quick video of, uh, SecDef Austin explaining what extremism was. And then it was followed by, I don't know, a dozen, two dozen slide like PowerPoint slides, because if if service members love anything, it's, it's PowerPoint slides and that's how you get their attention, you know, like, like anybody, but you know, and then it was supposed to the greatest software ever invented. Honestly, like, and I'm not trying to like give, give anything away here, but if, if China really wanted to fuck with the military, like they would just have to figure out a way to hack like PowerPoint or like, outlook because (laughs) everything comes to a grind yeah because everything's gonna come to a grinding halt as soon as those (laughs) those things are off offline you know powerpoint's offline guys no more slides Mm -hmm. um china don't do that please beijing if you're listening don't (laughs) china please (laughs) no air quotes no 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 air quotes um but yeah it it wasn't it, it wasn't it was performative at best. You know what I mean? It was literally just to be like, okay, Hey, we've, we've addressed and addressed in air quotes. Like we've addressed the issue of extremism in the ranks. We've, we've kind told them, stamp, like, right. We've wagged our finger. Don't, don't be extremists. And if, if you think, if, if there's anything I've learned about extremists, it's when you tell them not to do that, they are definitely like, you know, Oh, okay. My bad. Sorry. And they just stop right away. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah. Um, like anything really, like as soon as you tell, uh, anybody who's very hardcore in their belief system, that their belief system is the, on the wrong side of things, they, yeah, they, they, they just they, give they, up. They give up every time, every time, every time, Easy. not a, not a protracted, uh, 20 year war in a far flung place. You know, I just wish that I just wish the Taliban, you know, uh, somebody would have told them to stop. Told them that they were the bad guys. Yeah, that should have been step one. That should have been step one. I don't know. 9-11? Hey, Taliban, you're the bad guys. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Crisis averted. This is is sarcasm, by the way, for anyone who couldn't figure it out. (laughs) We're we're air-quoting our way through this whole conversation. Air-quoting it. Uh, But yeah. um, So I think 
I, I don't know. I don't think I don't think the extremism training uh, impacted in any meaningful way. Um, and I haven't been in a line type unit. Like I haven't been close to soldiers uh, probably uh, since like springtime before I had to go to this course over the summer. So I, I don't know what the temperature in the room is anymore regarding that. Um, I'll be, I'll be transitioning to a new unit here in a few weeks. Uh, so I'll be a little bit closer to, uh, the, the soldiers again. So I'll, I, I can, I'll be happy to report back, but I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, you know, I can't, I, I can't, <laughs> no I can't. Report. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't tell you what the temperature in the room is currently. I just okay. know the trend, you know, in the last, probably the last 12 months was definitely skewing more towards a right wing kind of extremist talking point. Um, so let, let's I, talk about this office Antifa thing again. Uh, okay. Yeah. So sure. So you, you don't want to, you don't want to give too many details about like what you do specifically, but how, how has that affected your, your work and your relationships that is, is it basically everyone in the office is an extremist or the few extremists have basically successfully uh, smeared you as a, like a hardcore leftist. It's yeah. I, and so let me, let me frame this as like, I, if I identify, like I'm a registered independent, um, if I identify as anything, it's probably more libertarian, um, like libertarian Sweet. left, you know, uh, fuck the feds, um, bottom unity gang, <laughs> but it, you know, like, like any type of extremism, if you're not, if you're not in the club, you're a hundred percent out and that makes you the enemy. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a, there was a lot of conversation about J six cause J six was actively happening when this happened. Um, and the conversation in the office centered mostly around like tactics that were being used by the insurrectionists, less that there was an active insurrection happening. Right. Right. Um, like they were armchair quarterbacking, but for the wrong side. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, and so and, and I want to, I, I want to get this out of the way too. If there's anybody that's still a fan of our show, uh, that supported the, uh, the writers on January 6th, um, you can, this is, this is your sign that this isn't the show for you. Yeah. I don't like also, to live in an echo chamber, but you're, you're probably not going to like what we're talking about going forward. Also. Yeah. Fuck you, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, like yeah. there wasn't a problem with like, J6. Like literally, <laughs> literally get wrecked. Yeah, please, please. Um, Anyway, but yeah, so uh, that was happening, and I, I kind of spoke up, and I was like, this is some crazy shit. This is, this is an attack on democracy, and to that point, somebody kind of piped up, was like, what, what are you, like, Antifa? And, that, and I kind of had to, like, lean back a little bit, because, again, it's, uh, the point of the United States military is to oppose fascism. Sure, sure. And so shouldn't we all be anti-fascist my grandfather well that's and but that's that's that successful marketing right where it's like the right wing has uh the the sort of like right wing propaganda um diaspora right Mm -hmm. has convinced a lot of people that antifa is not just like a like a way of being it's not just like you know hey i'm i'm generally leftist and against against uh right wing extremism extremism it's They've convinced people that it's an organization with a hierarchy with funding, mm-hmm. you know, that right, has right. like sleeper cells and shit. You George know. Soros is funding all yeah. of the Antifa 
from his island his island fortress in the Seychelles. And that's what so... Eric Prince was doing there. God, it's just it's it's really frustrating talking to people like this that you know, it's like are you are you are like do you think that they're members of An- of Antifa International? Like that's not a thing. No, not it doesn't a thing. exist. Not a thing. <laughs> like... Um yeah, it it yeah, and like my grandfather jumped out of planes in World War Two to because he you know, he opposed fascism. Um if that makes me Antifa, air quotes, then yeah, I'm on board. Like fucking yeah, sign sign me up. But you're right, like there's no there's no like Antifa hierarchy. There's no shadow government that is the the scary Antifa. So uh, yeah, and, and to that point, I had this kind of meaningful conversation um, with one of my my Instagram followers in DM, and he kind of said the same thing. So I went on my whole um, my whole rant that I'm doing right now, just in you know text form. And he what he said I thought was kind of eye opening. He's like, well, I've always had this perception that Antifa is like it's the meme of like the blue haired bespectacled angry, you know, sure, uh, yeah. you know, person that is, you know, shouting at a, at a fucking cop or whatever. And, th- and those exist. Like, I'm not saying that, that like, that's not real, mm-hmm. you know, but, but that's not, <laughs> you know, that to say that like, you know, that's all of Antifa and, and that is like representative of, of anybody who calls themselves Antifa or doesn't, but is anti-fascist. Right. It's like where, where, where it got scary was um, anytime you're in an organization where you really have to depend on the people to your left and right. And you feel like you're on the outside of that. Like what we talked about earlier, yeah. if like you ever find yourself alone in an organization like the military, and I'm sure it extends to law enforcement as well. If you find that you can no longer rely on the people who are supposed to be on your left and right, like you're in some shit, you're like waist deep in some shit. Um, Fortunately, you know, we weren't deploying. Um, We were, didn't have a chance to catch a grenade or something. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, like, what is it? Blue on blue is what they call it. Well, yeah. Blue on blue kind of type stuff. Like uh, getting fragged, going back to Vietnam. Get Pat Tillman. Yeah. That's a little spicy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know what I mean? Like you're, that's like, that's scary shit. That's scary shit. When it's like, Hey, I'm supposed to depend on these guys. And now they're looking at me like I'm like, I'm the enemy. Um, and because of that, I ended up, I had a, I had a bunch of paid time off or we call it leave, but I had a bunch of leave saved up. Um, and I was already like kind of starting to transition to leaving that unit and going to the school and then going on to my next unit. And I just, I put in for as, as much leave as they would like sign off on because I didn't want to. I, I had not want to be around that. Yeah. I didn't want I didn't want to be around that anymore. I left, I muted a lot of like the work related group chats, uh, because it was just, it was endless. It was a lot of like, like really shitty Biden meme type shit, you know, like the, the like yeah, this, yeah. you know, and it's just like, it's, it was endless. It was endless. I didn't need that in my life. Um, it was starting to kind of push me into a darker place. I didn't really want to be yeah. at. Um, and like, and like no respect to Biden at all, but like, yeah, I mean, it gets a little, it gets a little tiresome after a while, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and look, I'm not saying, I'm not going to, I'm not here to defend Biden. I, he's not 
even in my top 10 of like good presidents, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. just like, like he'd be doing so much more and he is getting his little wins here and there. I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it was a lot. It was a lot. And it took me, it literally took me moving back across country to get away from some of that shit to where I could, I could kind of start seeing the light again yeah. and just, you know, not be in such a fucking hellhole. Yeah, and, and this kind of goes back to what I was talking about about uh, evangelism, and and like, <clears throat> evangelical Christians do this too, where they tell their their the the, the leadership, or or just people. I mean, because I don't know if if right wing extremists really have like leadership, but you know the the what they're taught to do is to go to the to the you know the 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 less. Um, not that, not necessarily even non-believers, but just like other Christians that aren't as intense about it, mm-hmm. and and they're and they're told to like talk about their 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 faith and their religion and their church and all of this stuff all the time, make everything about it, you know, always badger people, uh, not because they really think that they're going to convince everybody they talk to about this, but that they can push less extreme people out of their congregants' lives. They yeah. can have their, their congregation do the work for them to push away people that are like a healthy, normal influence um, with, with like regular behavior. Right. And so, and, and it, it worked on you, right? Where it's like you got badgered about being the office in Tifa and you're like, and, and you, you've seen all these dumb Biden memes and the, the work chat is just lousy with all this shit. And so you're like, you know, well, I'm out of here. Like, just, <laughs> like get me yeah. out of, get me out of here. You yeah. know? It, yeah. And it, then the it, next guy that comes in, might be somebody more amenable to, uh, to, to the office culture. Right. Right. Because I think we, we always want to, we want to be, it's like tribalism, right? Like we want to always be in the tribe. We want to be accepted by the tribe. Uh, and when you're outside of the tribe, shit's bad. Um, but it takes, when you don't jive with the tribe in its current form, it takes so much fucking energy. It takes so much energy out of you. And, you can fight it. And I, I fought it for two years. Um, and it got to the point where it was just like, I like, it was beyond, I'm not a clinician. I'm not a, a psychiatrist or anything, but it's like, like it, it is what I imagine was beyond depression. Just having zero desire to like interact, like going, going, going to a workspace for hours at a time. And then just not wanting to interact with anybody when you're surrounded by people is draining. Yeah. And it like followed you home too. It was like, yeah, totally, totally. Um, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I have, uh, I have people I reach out to, um, my old team chat, uh, with, with some of my teammates from, uh, previous units is still very active. Uh, we, we all support each other as best we can. And I, I was leaning on them super heavy during like the late winter and spring. Um, and I'm so, I'm so glad I'm so fortunate to have them in as part of my life. And, for people who, and I don't, I wouldn't consider myself a person who struggles with, with mental health, but I know, uh, people do. And if, and if yeah. you're sh- struggling, like, please listen to the radical is calm episode get therapy and get therapy and talk and talk and talk to people, even if it's like, you keep it. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing too, is I was going to say that, um, not only is that good for your mental health in general, but it is also oftentimes the cure uh, for extremism. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you're a right wing guy, 
um, you can avoid accidentally sliding into these uh, these weird uh, extremist populist spaces by just um, you know opening up about your emotions. And the people that will reciprocate with you on that often are not the people that want you uh, to be a, a crazy person that storms the Capitol. Yeah, yeah, you hit it on the head, Andrew. It's it's talk, reach out. You know, and it's and it's good to have conversations, and I mean conversations, not arguments. Conversations with people with opposing viewpoints, and because it keeps you grounded. So reach, like reach out. If you find yourself getting more and more isolated, and you're living in an echo chamber constantly, and just being fed the same bullshit over and over and over again. Um, and also, I found too that the harder someone tries to convince you that some shit is true. Uh, typically, you know, and if, if your alarm bells are ringing on it, by all means, like check your sources and, you here's, know, here's here's my source. Hey, <laughs> hey, Jordan, Jim. Hey, welcome, 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 welcome. Yeah, Jim. I, uh, man, I feel like I'm so behind. I feel like I like woke up. I, I had you know those dreams like where you think you're naked in front of the classroom. <laughs> and you have no idea what to do. Yep. I yeah, was wasn't I'll, just a dream for me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry that I'm I'm late and uh, I'm really bummed that I, that I wasn't able to be here for the first half. But I'm super pumped to be here now. That's okay. Let's and, just start over. Let's just do it from the beginning. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> um. Yeah. Man, I don't. I did. I, what did I interrupt? I'm no, so we were sorry. just talking about um, if you are in an echo. Jim was saying if you're in an echo chamber, if you're feeling isolated. If you're feeling angry, um, start reaching out and talking to people because that is that is the cure. That is the way out of uh, uh, radicalization. Wow, that sounds like a common theme. Is yeah. that weird? Yeah, it sounds like something that keeps coming out from people who who I usually like what they're saying and and yeah. tend to respect. That's cool. Wait, are we in an echo chamber right now? Oh no! <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, this is so meta. What happened? <laughs> We we have to bring some more. Uh, um, we need some, some intellectually isolated and, uh, people into our yeah. uh, conversations in order to in order to tell us that we're wrong and give us different ideas. But that's not always a bad. Like I was just saying that it's that's not always a bad thing. You know, like having like hearing someone's opposing view and making your own decisions based on that is not absolutely always a bad thing. Like have more a conversation is always better. Yeah, try not to be an arg. Also, hey, time out. Sorry. Should I be muting my mic when I'm not talking? Does that, like, fuck things up? <laughs> you don't you, have no, to. no, no, no. So we, we do it because I, I personally have a tendency to sniffle, cough, and breathe into the microphone. Right. So it just makes it easier for editing <laughs> if I do that. But it's entirely up to you how you want to do it. Okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah, because I, I tried earlier, but this mic is, like, it's – it's it, I, Elon Musk built this fucking thing. I swear to God. It's <laughs> – it's so much more complicated than than any type of mic needs to be. There's like buttons all over it, and I'm just like and government I'm subsidized. It. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but yeah. The, but but no patents though. Yeah. Or or whatever it is. I I mean I don't care. I don't really. I don't think about Elon that much. No, I mean <laughs> speak, speaking about extremists though, right? Is it? Do we yeah. do we think? I don't really pay a lot of attention to Elon Musk. Is he just... is he an extremist? That's a lot I think he's just that. a normal billionaire. Yeah, mm, yeah, I'll agree. With like, that. I sure. feel like once you're that powerful, once you have that much money, you just you just are eccentric, or maybe you are, and that's why you get that kind of money. Like, why why you, you know, certain kind of people no, he, become billionaires. <laughs> I feel like 
or or you become yeah. that way when I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. But no, rich parents. That's what came first. Rich grandparents <laughs> that owned owned an emerald mine in South yeah, Africa. In South Africa. I, I'm not Definitely a, I'm not no. a billionaire, but you know, I I owe a lot to yeah. my parents. Well, I'm sure it, his parents made their money ethically and and morally right. And Actually, no... you know, he he his his dad's been accused of some of of apartheid shenanigans. That was that was sarcasm. Once I actually what. That was sarcasm. I was being 100% oh, sarcastic. No, no, no. But, but you I, didn't I, air I, quote, dude. We've been I air quoting this entire time. <laughs> oh, God uh, damn it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm a little late. It's okay. It's okay. Well, but no, now, now that you're here. I apologize. Um, I do want to hear your perspective as a as a, as a marine reservist about, um, you know, I, I don't know what kind of people you hung out with, but um, did you, like, you know, what was your experience with extremism and, and right wing uh, Bullshit. I, you know, I mean, so being a reservist, our most people in my unit were from my area, which was in yeah. the Northeast. So uh, my my real only uh, experience with that kind of stuff was boot camp. And, um, you know, everyone east of the Mississippi goes to Paris Island. So you're getting everybody from the deep south. And uh, I actually I went. It was a very diverse group of people, and we had we had guys, you know, from near me, who, um, you know, grew up in the inner city, and then guys from down south who, you know, openly use the N word uh, mm. in in boot camp in front of black people. Big yikes! Yeah, but yeah. like said it comfortably mm-hmm. because they weren't, you know, it, and you couldn't kick people's ass like in public, like in in during the daytime. You know, so you could say things uh, when you you're. Ever, you ever you ever get a you get a bunch of guys together in the in the barracks with a you know you fill your your um, I did not. case full of soap and just uh, just ream the shit out of somebody. I did not, but we had these two twins in our unit um, who I'm not going to say their names, not that they're going to listen to this because they're probably dead or, or living uh, under a bridge <laughs> somewhere, which isn't you know shouldn't be make make fun of that, but them them in that situation is totally of their own doing. Um, if that's the case, but they, they were the, uh, like the Gomer pile, but times two for the, for the platoon. So like they were always getting us fucked up and, um, some, some guys took it upon themselves to, to do that to them in the middle of the night. I was, I was hanging out in my rack. I didn't want to participate in that, but, um, I can't say they didn't deserve it, but at the same time. I, I wasn't going I don't to, condone it but I didn't do anything to stop it exactly I was a I was a uh, an NPC yeah <laughs> <laughs> not the main character exactly exactly yeah, that was somebody exactly. else's storyline yeah Ooh, gross but. that I'm too heavy of a sleeper like when I went through basic I figured out that they you know they issue you everything at basic training and and one of the things they issued was like the the beanie hat and I turned that into a sleep mask real quick and I slept nice I slept so deep, so if, I can't comment because I have no idea if any of that shit went on. Yeah, if there were any shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you don't know if it happened to you. Like, you just woke up with <laughs> yeah. bruises one morning, and you're like, what the hell is this? No, that's very normal for me. I wake up with bruises all the time. It's strange. I don't know if I fight crime at night, and I just black out, or what? <laughs> camera like, in bedroom and, it and... could be a clotting disorder, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Both are equally kinky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you're going to a new. Uh, you got a new assignment coming. You said you're going to be working closer with like like soldiers, right? Not like uh, office people. 
No, it'll be definitely an office. I'm at that point in my career where it's... Uh, it's office time. It's office time. Like, all the cool guy stuff I did in the past is in the past now, so it's all office stuff and, and uh, passive-aggressive emails and stuff. But oh, of course. Nice. Opposed to... Per my a, last email. Yeah, exactly. And when you do that, there's no explosives attached to the per <laughs> my last email. So it's very, it's very like, depressing. But... Um, I'll be, I'll be back at like a, like within an actual army unit. So it's an office setting, but I will be back around like other service members stuff where I was at all summer was, it was like a schoolhouse kind of a thing. So it was very like showing up and being lectured to. And even, even that aspect of it, there was definitely portions of it that were like, we, we need to essentially adjust or re recalibrate your um kind of like army compass to get to make sure that you're still you know like still indoctrinated there we had we had classes and they called it leadership like that's what it was called but it was purely indoctrination and i and it felt very like oh you guys are giving this to us because you know we need to that realignment they want to they want to make sure that all the the screws are still tight on the old, you know, indoctrination machine. Yeah, you know, here's yeah. here's another cup of Kool-Aid, you know, to to get you through the next few years of your career, kind of a thing. The medicine's wearing off. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. So, but do you do you think that um, moving forward, uh, you're going to have a chance to sort of exert some influence and 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 try to try to push back against this uh, rising tide of, of of fascism? I will when I see it. You know, and it's not a matter of if it's it'll be a matter of when Um, just on a case by case basis. Every time you see it, just do what you can. Exactly. And that's all I can do. I don't think I'm going to be any type of leadership position. again. I've got about five years left in my career and it's mostly going to be just kind of like a higher headquarters office type job. I don't think they're I don't think I'm going to be put in front of like junior service members uh, again. But, you know, if I see it, I'll stamp it out. And that's the best I can do. and when I when it's identified, I'll try to make an example of it. Not I don't say that in a threatening way, like oh I'm gonna make an example out of this guy. Um, it, it's more just <laughs> I'm like hey, fucking kill him. <laughs> I'm gonna just, pick the biggest fucking fascist I can find and kill him in front of the whole army. Shit, I mean, <laughs> like look, I can't say that, but you absolutely no, can, no, and. <laughs> That, so, I tacitly agree. No, I don't. I don't condone murder. I don't. I don't condone preemptive violence. Yeah. I feel yeah. bad. I'm gonna have to listen to like, our own podcast to catch up on the things that we already spoke about. But um, I'm assuming we've 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 talked about that stuff already. I feel like I'm I'm coming in at the tail end of the book here. Okay. But... Ask you, man. You know we yeah, we talked ask. about. We talked about some stuff, but let's 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 do some retread. You know, it's been it's been an hour. You know, people might be getting sleepy, dozing off on a long drive home in the middle of the night. Let's uh let's let's get it going again. Yeah. Dude, it's three twenty-five here, and I was getting sleepy on the drive home just from being in the car for so long. Oh my god, I this, feel so this... fucking old. I keep getting drowsy while driving. I fucking it's wrecked real. my charger in twenty fourteen because I fell asleep on the way to a wedding. <laughs> I drive a Subaru now. Yo, I drive a Subaru too. Hey, but Jordan, you got a Subaru now too, right? I do have a Subaru. Do we all have Subarus? We all oh, have Subarus. Oh, shit. This is yes. an echo chamber. Subi gang, Subi gang. It is an echo chamber. 
I'm sorry, I don't know what happened to my video, but it's. Can you guys still see me or no? No, no. It okay. it I, I have no idea what just happened. We'll just, we'll just imagine the, a handsome, mustachioed. Uh, That's uh, me. Basement That's me. And your voice is great, might I also add. <laughs> Thank you, I Jim. Agree. Yeah, oh, can no we say problem. your name? Yeah, Jim is yes, fine. Yes, Jim, Jim, okay. Jim, is, okay. Jim is No fine. last name. No uh, specific service details is what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, well, I don't know anything else about yeah, that's, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I, I just, you know, from what you, what you wrote to us, but, uh, that, um, it's funny. It, we talk, we all have Subarus here from, you know, vastly different lifestyles. And, and I would say we are all, uh, maybe at a point in our lives where some would call us moderately successful, um, or at least have our shit together. Good head on our shoulders. Maybe I wouldn't mm. maybe successful as in the eye of the beholder, but yeah, yeah. Same. Success um, is a we're, spectrum. We're not flaming pieces of garbage at, at the moment. Uh, Currently. But it's so funny, you know, talking about culture and, and, and uh, you know, in these stereotypical, stereotypically masculine uh, fields like that you're in gym and uh, Andrew, I think, sells insurance. So, so I don't know about that. But No, I'm, uh, I'm literally – so, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get myself in a lot of trouble here, but I'm literally a landlord. Ooh. Oh, but you're a corporate landlord. I'm a We've corporate. I'm a, I'm a commercial landlord. That's the so dystopian. The oppressors. <laughs> I, pre- I oppress the oppressors. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is I constantly get made fun of for having a Subaru by firefighters who literally, I mean, if you were to throw out, we counted once, there's there's like 36 Dodge Ram pickups owned by the department of like 100 people. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and so, I, you know, and it's funny because the guys who will give me shit for it, like one of them owns a minivan. They're, yeah. they're driving like Hyundai, Santa Fe's. It's not, it's not. Not that somebody in a pickup truck. Listen, I don't need a pickup truck. I have thirty six people that I could ask to borrow their pickup truck if I need to borrow a pickup truck. There's not to mention that's, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I like, uh, I don't know. It's hard to beat an Outback. I love the features in my car. Yeah, but... same. That's what I drive. Oh, you have an Outback? Yep, yep. Um, hey, me too. Twenty eleven. Hey, hey, yeah, and they, and, you Sick. know, they're they're great cars. They're dependable. I think my only grievance with mine is, so I've got one of the newer ones that has like the, like the iPad in the middle of it. And it's just glitchy. Um, other than that, it's, it's got a ton of space, uh, for all my gun cases. Cause I'll, so you talk about getting made fun of, right. At the, where I just came from, where there's a lot of fashy fucks, um, they would give me so much shit for driving a, and I'm going to throw this in the old air quotes. Right. Um, and, Excuse me if this like if this I know what you're gonna uh, say called a lesbomobile yeah yeah, yeah a, les- yeah, a lesbaru right right no, and let's yeah. take it aside uh, get back to your story in a second yeah for the audience if you don't know uh, Subaru has a long reputation of catering specifically to lesbians um, for it also has a reason, long reputation of being reliable yeah for sure no no no. And, and there's, there's nothing wrong with lesbians it. are especially <laughs> reliable. It's it's is, it, there's, is there a <laughs> connection? Can no, you no, depend no, listen, on your local listen, lesbian? Listen, listen. Sorry, I've so, never so, been let down by a lesbian. <laughs> for, I think we're onto something here. For whatever reason, Subarus were so popular, specifically among lesbians in America, and it was inexplicable. Nobody knew why Subaru wasn't trying to do it. It just it, it was what it was, and then at some point. I don't remember what the specifics were, but Subaru made an ad with like a wink to, to like lesbians. And it was like, and this was like in the eighties or the nineties or something. No. And it was like controversial. Really? People were like, you can't do that. You can't admit that lesbians exist. 
Where it was like, they're, Wait, this they're is, like this is a three thing? quarters of our market. What do you want? <laughs> We're selling primarily to them. Yeah, it's just, you know, it was. They're it keeping was the lights on in the factory. Like, I don't yeah. know what you guys yeah. want us to do. Very like, dramatic. Wow. It's a random white guys uh, running a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On a podcast. Um. Yeah, I took a lot of shit. I took a lot of shit. And from and of course, like they're all driving on the big lifted trucks and all like, you know, the, With the, the balls hanging from the trailer hitch. Even worse, fucking Trump flags. Dude. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, MAGA hats Imagine and stuff. Imagine liking the president. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even. I don't. If you still. I don't know. I see. Yeah, so so you got a lot of shit. I took a lot, yeah, I took yeah. a lot of shit, and it's and what's funny is like I would go, you know, I, I shoot competitively and stuff, and I would go to some matches, and this is this is out in uh, out west, and there were I, I showed up this one like rifle match, and I swear to God, out of like maybe forty cars that were parked in the lot, fifteen to maybe eighteen of them were Subarus. See. You know? Yeah, don't get so 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 fuck you. Don't tell wait, me. Wait, but how many how many lesbians were at the competition though? Oh, I don't know. Probably at least two. Not that it matters. <laughs> not that not that it matters. And listen, yeah, Seinfeld. Like... Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> right. Like, right. Like, yeah. What is it like? Ninety five percent of Subarus like over ten years old are still on the road today. Oh yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, like you can't. You got a six year old Dodge Ram, and you're having electronics issues, transmission. Not to rebuild shit on the transmission. Who has a Dodge Ram, you got to take it to to and, a guy in West Virginia who's like the only guy on the East Coast that yeah. knows how to rebuild Dodge transmissions. Mm-hmm. Some shit like that. Yeah, or just be happy with a Jasper junkyard transmission, which is you know I'm sure there's a ton of those because there's so many Dodge Rams going yeah. to the yeah, way, to, way to drive a but, truck you morons yeah <laughs> no listen, I no, love I actually, trucks I, I would I, well I have a I have a 77 Chevy right now that I'm, that I'm trying to sell but I love the thing it is fucking horrible on gas but that's why it has that's why God gave it two gas tanks um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get me one of those F-150 Lightnings like is that the, the is that the all electric oh, the electric one, one. Yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna get one. yeah yeah I missed I missed the boat for this model year but in 2023 that's my year I'm gonna get one they're like got, don't I'm they start at like installed. 80 grand no, that eighty grand is the uh, top trim. Uh, Ninety grand is the top trim. They start at like thirty something grand. Damn, but it's okay. bullshit. You don't want that one. You want the and one what is, the nine. And, and what but, even is money? It's all yeah, right. <laughs> just dude. You're just you're just making payments. Just and then you don't really that's, have that's to it. pay for yeah. anything. Yeah, at all. And it's on you. That's entirely on you. Yeah. yeah. Well, we learned in our Cybernart episode that you that cops guns are free. <laughs> you can just go home. <laughs> you already paid for it. Yeah. You yeah. Exactly. Paid, the, yeah. That's your that's your you know dollars you hard work. That, did, is that something we decided to bleep out of the last episode? I don't remember. You, you're I the one that edited so. it. No. I haven't even listened to it yet. No, that's in the Patreon uh, clip. Oh, that, that's that right. was that was something that that I asked, and they were like, "No, you can keep that." And we got for context. Yeah. And we're probably going to talk about this in every episode we ever record ever again. We got in hot water for um, doing the. <laughs> We put it something was totally too our fault to preface it. It was totally 100% our hundred percent our fault. We misread the situation, exercised poor judgment. We did not read the room and um, put something out there in like the public preview of the episode that could have potentially gotten one of our guests like no knock rated. Oh shit! <laughs> it was a yeah. complete joke, like in context. But the problem with the preview was that like it wasn't in context. It was just oh. him saying it. Well, so he said afterwards. Uh, you know that. Take that out. Take that out. 
and and then was like, this is satire, this is a joke, but it just it sounded bad, and we and we good. Uh, if we you're listening, we're not going to let it down. Yeah, if you're listening uh, right now, then we are still we so sorry. sorry. It was awkward. The room went silent, and it was our fault. It was like, yep, who who uh, did who, it involve? Who the dog? Did it involve like a drill press? And or no, 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 way, no. way worse, than <laughs> way, that. Worse. Yeah, oh, way worse, <laughs> way worse. It was so funny. It was so funny. It was, it was so funny, and that was not, the problem. It, it was not, so uh, funny. We shouldn't have done it. We shouldn't have done no, it. No, we, we shouldn't have done it. Bad, bad, bad idea. Anyway, yeah, we love the Seaburn art guys. They were they were extremely understanding and and uh, cool about it. I'm like halfway through that episode. I just got to the point where you're, we're talking about the Boston dynamic little little dogs and Jordan. Shoot. This dude like listens to our podcast. Yeah, I'm a Jim, fan. I Jim, I feel like I I just need, I feel like I need to talk to you more. I I've talked to you on the Instagram page a couple times, mm-hmm. and and you've responded to to like stories and stuff like that. But uh, this for context, this last like three months, I've been completely shot since since the the baby. And then, like he with a whole a, bunch of family stuff, I've been not responding as much as I usually do, uh, in in the depth it's that I normally to do, do with to people. You, Jim. It's just new no. Baby it's, stuff. It's, so it's not it's not you. I uh, yeah. Like I was super looking forward to this podcast, and and I was just it just didn't. I had to go get my mom help my mom get a car, and uh, that family family's got to come first and all that. Yeah, stuff. of course. No, nobody's ever. Andrew's uh, saint and is constantly like bringing oh, me down. And, and no, I'll be like on a like I'll be I'll be at like uh uh like like condition orange like Cooper's color code, and he'll be like, all right, bud, like come on, you gotta, it's okay, it's not that bad, it's it's not it's not a, it's not not the end of the world. And oh, I'm geez. like, thanks, thanks, bud. This is I do what I can. Of all the podcasts I listen to, and I don't I don't listen to a whole lot, but of the ones I do, this is hands down probably the most wholesome. I'd oh, love man. that. We try. Thank you, yeah. man. That's like a that's a such a good word. I'm so glad to be associated with that. I know yeah, we I, say bad words, but we we try to do good things. You can say bad yeah. words and still be somewhat wholesome. Like this is the Hallmark Channel, all right? Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck shit, balls, cock, like whatever. Like, you know, you could say all that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. You're you're. We can even to... say nuance. We <laughs> yeah. can even say that. I know it's a dirty word, but you can say it. Yeah. Subtlety, yes. We'll, yeah, we'll let you. We'll let you do it. Yeah, you come on here. <laughs> oh man. But I was saying at the at the top before you got here, Jordan. Uh, you know, I'm I'm really honored to be uh, a part of the podcast because the podcast is is doing such wonderful things for the community and and being inclusive uh, to just all types. Um, and that's that's what we need. We we need this podcast. The community needs this podcast. Um. And so it's like, I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful to be able to talk to you guys and, uh, you know, get, get my concerns out there, get my viewpoints out there, but then to also, you know, keep the conversation moving. Uh, and, and hopefully somebody takes something from this and, and, you know, they, they do what I do when I hear something interesting, you know, uh, and sit upright a little more and, and really pay attention because I think there's shit going on, um, you know, w- within the ranks of the military yeah, as it yeah. pertains to extremism. Um, and I think it's something we really need to be aware of because I think J six was really just the fucking tip of the iceberg. Yeah. I'm not trying and to it, doom, doom and gloom this whole thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's like, I, I just, well, I, I'd be yeah. remiss if I didn't ring an alarm, you know? So like, like couple things, right? Like I'm guilty of definitely underplaying it 
uh, January 6th when it happened. Because, I, oh, did we lose? We lost yeah, I think we did. I think we did. Shit. He took all the compliments and just ran with them. He's just like, yes! Okay, He's like, ah, oh, before, before you change your mind. <laughs> so, you know, the January 6th stuff was hot off the heels of all of my, like, you know, it was it was a time where I was very angry at the government, very angry at cops specifically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I saw, like, uh, right-wingers uh, going after the establishment, and I was like, great, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, the more it dragged on and the more I saw what was happening, it, it got a lot more uncomfortable. Right. And of course, in hindsight, I can look back and be like, no, this was, we're very lucky that they were inept. You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. the, the, the best thing that we can say about it is that they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, they were, they were incompetent. And so they, they failed. Um, you know, you know what was but, scary that came out of that? Like, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. Um, cause I, I think you're, you're making very valid points. Um, and I'd like to like kind of stick a pin in that, but something I think about often when it pertains to, to J6, welcome back. He's back. back. Sorry guys. I don't know what's going on with, with hey, you're recording on your laptop. My stuff. Yeah. You sound like you're not, shit. You're not, yeah. You're, you need to switch over back over to your microphone. Jesus Christ. You sound like COVID throat. Constant problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll be, I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys can't see listening, but he's like, he's making the emoji face where it's just like the teeth going across, like the very concerned teeth. I use that emoji all the time. Just the, like the uncomfortable smile that can't quite become a real smile. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, uh, uh. um, that's good. That's good. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Good, good, good podcasting audio format stuff. Uh, what made me most concerned. And I think about this often is so, uh, if you if you think back to the attack on the Capitol and, and particularly the House chambers, you had an older gentleman who looked like a fucking thumb and he was wearing a bunch of Ranger Green kit and particularly he had a, a full ACH style helmet with rails over the top of the of the ear parts, which is yeah, hilarious sure. by itself because it looks like shit. Um, but he was screaming at some of the the insurrectionists about the I.O. campaign, how important it was to win the I.O. campaign. And what he meant by I.O., like India Oscar, is information operations. They wanted, he was, and he turns out this guy was a reti- recently retired United States Air Force colonel, full full colonel, which is for the non-military listeners, is a very like significant, very high rank, just short of a general. Um, and he was in that crowd talking about, hey, we have to win the I.O. campaign. People are going, he was very cognizant that this was being recorded. Uh, everybody had cell phone cameras, like media was there and they wanted to be seen as legitimate because they fully expected to overthrow the election. They were, they wanted to install Trump as a, a dictator, as an authoritarian head of state. And he was concerned about the optics like, Hey, we can't, Hey, don't take a shit in Nancy Pelosi's desk because we have to win. <laughs> we have to win the hearts and minds. You know what I yeah. mean? We have to be seen as legitimate. The, yeah, the hearts and minds you'll win with that are not the ones that that we're really aiming for. Listen, somebody won some hearts and minds stealing AOC's shoes. That was pretty hilarious. Like all things aside, for if you've got like a foot fetish or whatever, that was just weird. Somebody went after her shoes. Those are gonna like, those are gonna be very valuable on eBay someday. Wasn't that Matt Gates? Yeah, I mean, like invasion of the <laughs> capital aside. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
I'm sorry. She, 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 she's, she's outside. She's outside of his age. His age preferences. Yeah, that's I'm sorry. Right. She's a little too yeah. old for him. A little too old for Matt Gates. Oh. Sorry. Oh, I thought we were talking about Biden. Oh, I didn't hear you say Gates. <laughs> no, Matt yeah, Gates. No, Biden no. too. But but Biden just wants to smell her hair. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Okay, we could cut that. Oh Sorry. My God. No, no. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> no, I just I just got this uncomfortable. Um, it's so it's it, like we a, did, a we montage of, of Biden's hair sniffing just played in my brain, and, and all the uncomfortable faces of little girls. Have you ever heard people try to justify that stuff? Like in the same in the same breath of as like Trump fans justifying the weird shit that he's done, but like I will, look, Biden listen, fans. I will one hundred percent believe if you tell me Joe Biden is not a child molester. Okay. You know, I, I like I, I don't have no reason to You're believe that he me, is, bud. but like, but the fact that he just will not stop making young girls uncomfortable is very frustrating. That's what you he know? does in in front of people. And yeah, and like, how it, much worse is the behavior when when there's no cameras rolling? And it's not just little girls he's making uncomfortable. I yeah. do not identify as a little girl, and I am very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. You, you know? yeah, he's making us all very uncomfortable. He'd have to stand up a little taller to sniff your hair, though. And pe- people are like, oh, he's from a different time. He's just very physically affected. Like, well, stop. Change. Yeah. Change. Be a you different know? person. There's a, You're yeah. the president. He's surrounded by, by people, and they have. I would imagine they have his best interests in mind. Otherwise, he wouldn't be they wouldn't work for him and around him just someone needs to take him aside and just you know very gently like you gotta you gotta package up that shit sandwich a little bit put some lettuce and some mayo on it and be like stop sniffing stop sniffing little girl's hair dude it's weird it's freaking well, everybody you know, out I, like people I kind of don't like it. it yeah yeah you equate it what i, I sorry my my the the video and audio froze on my end so i didn't know i was interrupting you guys i apologize you're um, fine I just I, I equate it and and like I'm not trying to be ageist here or anything like that, but I just I I equate it to just him being an old guy from a different generation, and obviously he's got some weird skeletons in the closet. Like you don't get to that level and not, but uh, I imagine it like not that I had a racist grandpa because my grandpa was awesome, but having a racist grandpa and like telling him not to say you know, like racist slurs oh, yeah. at the Thanksgiving, they din- Thanksgiving. Like, I'm just old dinner from table. a different time. Like he, okay. he's not going to change at this point. Like, you know, don't, yeah, but that know. doesn't make, it doesn't make it. Okay. No, you it doesn't. It doesn't. And, 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 no, but like that's people could be trying to tell him to like chill. And he's like, I just, I can't stop sniffing girls. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, that, that's fucking weird. No, like you have it to, is, like, it is. You have to be cognizant you of that. Like, it's like, it's it's like the whole Andrew Cuomo thing from like a year ago where oh it's like oh god, god. so annoying yeah, like all that shit and it was just like He's, I'm just Italian I'm just an old Italian man this is what we did in the neighborhood Mama which I'm, I'm sorry if that's if that offends Italian <laughs> listeners it's okay uh, Italians are not a protected class yeah they they're just plumbers <laughs> as far as say I what you want understand. about them <laughs> yeah whatever you want to say what, open open <laughs> invitation to say whatever you want about Italians they are not a protected class. They didn't build. They didn't build railroads. They no, no. Mozzarella. We broke Andrew. We broke Andrew. I'm dying. I'm just. I'm very suddenly. What can you say about a people that come from a boot-shaped country? Really? I don't know. What do you say? Wait, did nobody say anything there? Yeah, that was real awkward. That was that was real awkward. I was like, oh fuck. 
was like, oh, is that too far? My, my audio no, froze. I, no, I don't even know what the joke is. Oh, he said the B word. Yeah, he said, he said he the bullshit country. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, they Ooh, prefer tall guy? shoe. Tall shoe. <laughs> um, Man, I really it, hope we don't get like a nasty gram from like, you know, a, a the Italian American Italian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some Tony Soprano guys are just gonna be like waiting out front of my house, like in a few weeks, and just in leather jackets yeah. and just being oh, real, God. real salty. Like, you talk Why does about it smell like Axe like... body spray out here? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. I, I can't. There's too much gold chains. It's the sun is just. It's, I can't, is there? Are, is there someone there? Jesus, oh, is that you? Broad stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just. How funny is it though that you can. So to be fair, like, I feel like I have to preface this as being a Jew. Like, I make fun of Jewish people all the fucking time, and, and I allow my friends who do it in good taste to make fun of me. It's different when the, the, the intent is, is, is malicious. Um, I, but I'm not Italian. So I do feel like I'm, I'm <laughs> I do feel like we're, like, it's almost how, you know, I, I don't think we should, I don't know. I, yeah, that, you're most not Italians Italian. I know that, have this joked about this. This is going to be a Patreon segment. this on the air. Yeah, you're you're not Italian, but that mustache is saying a different story. I'm sorry. <laughs> ah. Honor, honor, honorary Italian. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, it looked like I make a pizza. Jesus, this is just fucking bad. <laughs> I say, I say, um, uh, I, I, I often, as a sort of exclamation, I'll say "Mamma mia!" Uh, it drives my wife insane. Based on nothing, I'm not Italian either. I don't know any Italian people. I just think that that uh, that you that's don't know any you, Do you have an Italian friend? Then you could say it. No, I don't have an Italian friend. That's the oh. thing. Oh, so you're that's like what grandpa. makes it so racist. You're like grandpa. I think gabagool is a very silly, very funny I word. I love it though. And and it's and when you see it like used, in, my, my favorite is when people don't know what gabagool is, but they know what capicola is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they just don't make the connection. Yeah, yeah. It took me a long time until moderately recent adulthood until I realized those were the same things. Yeah, <laughs> those are the same thing. Yeah. If you just um, if you just stuff it in some bread, it's all the same. It's all the same. And that's well, how out, so outside of the bread, it's it's gabagool. On the inside of the bread, it's capicola. Is is that actually a fact, or are you just riffing? Yeah. No. No. no gabagool is is capicola. No, I know that part, but... Oh, yeah. No, no, I know that. Okay, that part. Okay, because I was like, is that the actual rule? Is that the rule of sandwiches? Like, oh, once the gabagool is in the sandwich, it's now capicola. It's capicola. Oh, okay. See, I didn't even know that. I just thought that the terms were interchangeable. No, that's not... No, no. No, no. That's not... No, no, no. Stop, 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 stop. Andrew. But now we're going to make it a thing. Fuck it. Now we're full full hog. Just full hog. Yeah. Now, hey, listeners, capricola... Is Capricola when it's in the sandwich? If it's not yeah. between two slices of bread, <laughs> it's, it's Gabagool. It's Gabagool. It's Gabagool. Okay, that's the that's rule. law. That's, that's law. The rule, yep. And Italians have to abide by the law of this land. Well, they they can't. They they don't know what we're doing. Just like we <laughs> abided by Native American law. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, like, Jesus. I'll just kind of slide off screen here. Guys, if uh, yeah, I've got a question. I, I, I've got an answer. Okay, I'm curious. Um, is so shit posting right on the internet? Is I don't is know what you're talking about. 
Is it called <laughs> shit posting because it's like low effort, or is it called shit posting because it usually happens when one is taking a shit? That's a great question. I feel like they go hand in hand, mm, yeah. mm, but I don't mm. know the answer to that. Well, and you do a lot of it at once, right? Like you save it up, and then you just you shit out your shit post. Yeah, I, you're, you're I, not you're not constantly dribbling shit posts throughout the day. You're 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 doing them like back to back to back. Right. Unless you wear I, a shit post diaper. Unless you yeah, unless you're like shit post incontinent. So yeah, I start my day with a big cup of black coffee, and then within about an hour, I'm just shit posting like crazy. And I mean, I, I mean that I mean that both in the literal and the figurative sense yeah, because because once I get like the creative juices going, and it's like oh I'm gonna make a meme out of this, and it's just my best memes come from the toilet. Here, here's a question for for those of us you know because we're all we're all of a fairly advanced age here. Um, do you ever find that when you skip your caffeine in the morning, uh, it like it uncomfortably delays your morning shit? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, yes. I take Adderall, so uh, I'm I'm pretty punctual, pretty regular, pretty yeah. regular. It's it's a good like probably forty five minutes after I take it, I'm I'm making a poo oh, whether my good. body wants that's to good. or not. I mm. just I hate when I when I don't get caffeine and I'm like drowsy on the way to work and then I'm like halfway through the work day and I'm like oh man I have to take a shit but I don't have my bidet here. <laughs> How very bourgeoisie. I know. <laughs> hey. I, uh, so. Uh, my dad was living with me for about a year. He was he was recovering from cancer, so I had him come live with me. And uh, you know, so during the course of the time, he would do all the grocery shopping. And so one morning, I'm having my normal cup of coffee, but I'm just like I'm dragging. I've had two cups of coffee. I I cannot. I don't feel motivated. I'm just kind of like almost falling asleep on the couch. And I'm like shit. I have to get to like I have to get to the gym. I have to get to work. And I started going through this whole process. Like I started like going down into like the mental quicksand. I'm like, shit, like I'm, I'm like 37 years old. Is my tea like falling out finally? Am I, am I, do I have low tea? Like I can't get motivated to do anything. What's going on? It comes to find oh. out fat, fast forward. My dad had been buying decaf fucking coffee for like that a son week. Of bitch. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, fucking I, traitor. I fucking kicked him out. I fucking evicted his ass. I was like, cancer or not? No, you do not bring that in this house, sir. <laughs> it's a, it's a road, <laughs> Hit the bricks, dad. Okay. In defense of decaf coffee, so uh, we my have... wife, my wife, who is um, so we we're gonna bleep this out. Ooh, it's so fucking cool. And so we've got um. So we're gonna keep that, right? Oh, okay. No, 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 because you said bleep it out, so we'll keep it. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> them's the rules. I, just, I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be unclear, you know. Yes, um, yes, yes. So we've got the 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 two jars: the one of uh, the decaf beans and one of the caffeinated beans. And um, one at one point, she accidentally mixed them up and was like, "I don't know which is which." So we just uh, <laughs> we just we just evenly we just poured all of them into a bigger jar, and I had half decaf <laughs> for until that was done. <laughs> That's actually, I mean, it's yeah, smart. What can you you do? just drink twice as much, you know? Yeah. And then buy more decaf. There you go. Our Oof. problem is that we we bought a bunch of, so I was on like a coffee subscription service. Um, this episode is not sponsored by Grounds and Hounds, but if you get coffee from them, the proceeds go to support animal shelters. And they're oh, shit. Mint, yeah. And their coffee's good. I like their coffee. Um, 
But I was on a subscription service to them, and we didn't drink nearly as much as I was getting. I was getting it delivered. I would get one. So it built up. Yeah. Well, so I was getting one decaf and one regular delivered every other week. And I was the only one drinking caffe. So she would drink one caffeinated beverage a day, um, like while pregnant. She'd monitor it. And then, because her doctor said that was fine. And then she'd drink decaf if she was going to drink it. And, uh, but when she, she really didn't drink the decaf because she would have like a small cup of coffee in the morning, regular. And, uh, if my baby has like severe ADHD when she gets to grade school, I'm gonna be like I fucking knew it. But <laughs> a doctor said it was fine, like under a certain amount of milligrams. Um, so now we have a bunch of we have like four bags of decaf. Before I unsubscribed to it because I didn't realize she wasn't drinking the the decaf, and it's just gonna stay there forever because I refuse to drink decaf, and she doesn't drink decaf anymore, and she's not pregnant again. So it's like, what do you, you heard what it here do? first, guys? <laughs> Jordan's wife's not pregnant. No. It, it, is it is it fucked up if you donate it? And I ask if it's fucked well, up because you're kind of bamboozling people who are who are in need, right? And then they end up with like it's like giving an no, apple. No, no, no. I think they should be decaf, decaf drop off bins. That's a fucking great idea. Like all your excess decaf coffee, drop it off in this bin, and then people who want decaf come to those bins because coffee is one of those things, and that's the thing that like. Grounds and Hounds is conflict-free, I'm pretty sure, also. <laughs> Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Because coffee is like a hugely conflicted uh, agricultural product that I was like mm-hmm. not aware of, again, until like middle adulthood of my, like, I don't know, whatever. Um, so, like, imagine that. Like, you just, you know, you instead of having more be produced, you just buy the coffee, you just get the coffee for free from a donation bin kind of thing. It's like take a book, leave a book. Yeah, or donate a baby, get a baby. Yeah, they have those baby drop-off bins. Why can't they do it for coffee? Dude, I had an exactly. idea years ago that there should be a way to rent babies to see if you wanted one. Ethically, yeah, it has that to be That would be ethically. so much better than like ba- babysitters and daycares. Just like yeah. literally like Dude, rent out your baby. Uber for your baby. Family. That's exactly what I was about to say. There should be an app that connects. It's like an Airbnb, but for... Yes. A baby. Like, air air baby yeah. and baby. Yeah, you know. I want to go to a Airbnb movie. Airbnb baby. Right? <laughs> yeah, a couple down the street is, you know, wants to do some some kind of, you know, they, they want to experiment with, you know, possibly. Swear shit? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't no. know where you were going with that. No, it's like, talking about, talking about Experimenting. couples that, that want to try out having a baby and, and, and you get some you get some free time out of it. Oh, I yeah. so I took it's that. a win-win. Okay, yeah, yeah no, that completely. I, get your yeah. mind out of the gutter, Jim. Like they wanted to experiment some shit, so they needed someone to watch the kid. That's where I thought that. Oh, not that I they wanted to. Uh, see, I, yeah, I took it as okay. experiment Maybe with I wasn't the baby, being and I was like, Maybe that's I was, weirder. I was not no, that's that's that. super fucking weird. And you're no, being not judged. in like a sexual way. Yeah. like in a like a like they're building mini roller coasters in their backyard, and they want to make sure that it's safe. Oh, crash test dummies. Yeah, crash test dummies. Yeah, child size crash. You wouldn't do it with your kids. No, rent a baby. No, rent rent air air baby that shit. Get the extra insurance. Get the fifteen bucks extra insurance. Yeah. Um, oh man, I'm just, so I don't, I don't have kids. And I know you guys have kids. Um, I'm just starting. My girlfriend has a, has a three-year-old toddler and that shit oh, that's is cool. blowing my mind. Absolutely Dude, that's crazy blowing age, my man. mind. Yeah. Um, I guess from, from what she tells me, cause she's obviously more plugged into it than I am. Uh, the terrible twos are now a thing of the past and it's more like the terrible threes. I don't, I don't know. Um, and this and this small child is 
perfect. She's wonderful. Um, but the I, the first time this this little this little person told me no, like no about something, I didn't know what to do. That shit <laughs> cr- cracked my brain in half. What do you do back? Like, what do you say back? You can't. All you can be is like you just keep repeating it. Like, okay, your mom. Yeah. You your mom wants like, us. Like, yeah. Your mom you wants to us to do this thing. No. Yeah. Like. You have to keep, you know, your your boundary, right? Where you're like, no, no, we do have to do this, but you have to be like gentle and not like scream at them about it. And that's right. you're also right? in a yeah. like a, a special position because like you're the boyfriend, so it's not right. like and, and it puts you in a weird position, like where you're like, no, I have to be, I have to enforce what her mom wants, but like, right? It, it must, it must. I don't even know how to do it as a dad, like a like like the biological father of of my child yet because she's so young. But like, I'm I'm scared of the day that I'm gonna have to like yell at her one day. But, <laughs> like, but here's the thing: so no, no, and we're gonna get into some parent stuff here. We're spreading this parent stuff all over the place. We yeah. no is yeah. such an important concept. We're like for little girls for dads. That's true for little girls and for little boys for little girls. They need to be able to say no, and they need to understand that you respect them when they say no, even though, you know, there's some things that you're going to have to make them do, you know, you're going to have to convince them, you know, like that they actually have to do it, but they still have to feel like you understand what they mean when they say no and that they are allowed to say no. And for little boys, it's important, you know, for the opposite reason, they need to understand what no means uh, because they need to, you know, because a lot of guys don't. Mm. Uh, and it's really important for little boys to be able to hear no and, and say, you know, well, I like being honored when I say no. So I'm going to do this for other people. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's, that's very important. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way of, of framing that. Um, it's just like, it was, it's, it's hard. It's just so it's, hard. It's hard. It's, it's so, so difficult. Fucking... And you yeah, guys, and you guys are, you guys are real dads and, and to Jordan's point, like I'm, I'm the boyfriend and I recognize I have like zero authority, but it's again, I'm, I'm, I'm the agent. But you're also... Of you, the you're an adult, you know, you're a responsible yeah. adult, you're a guardian. Right. And that, right. and that is, that it, that does give you agency and that does give you, you know, authority to an extent. And that, that is, that's something that, you know, I'll, I'll means something. Cause a lot of, especially like a lot of parents are single parents nowadays yeah. and yeah. for a long time, like it's been, it's not an abnormal thing. So, um, like I have a bunch of friends who are teachers and they don't say parents anymore. They say you're like the adult that takes care of you at home. Um, because a lot of kids don't live with their biological parents. Even a lot of right. kids live with grandparents. A lot of kids right. live with aunts. You know, yeah. um, adopted kids, and that's so. So just because, like, I don't want it to sound like just because you're not the biological dad doesn't mean that you're not you don't have an important role. And and but it, but it, it's got to be difficult for you to like you know feel comfortable to to breach that like uh, that line there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and, we, I, uh, and, and there's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of transparency in all of that too. And and my girlfriend is very, uh, you know, she's very aware of like the the comfort level and how it you know it, it it's an an ebb and flow kind of a thing. And you know, she said like as as the relationship builds, so will you know the role essentially build for right, you as right. well. It takes time. It just takes time. But it's just like oh my god, it's so hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so hard. Ugh. Dude, it's so it's so funny because I I love this conversation and I but I have 
like not having any idea what you guys already talked about. I want to. <laughs> it's like you want to talk we, about the we, Nazi stuff. You want to. You want. Let's yeah, rehash. Do it. Let's no, do no, no, it. No, 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 no. I don't want to. I don't want to repeat the stuff for the people who already listened to it. I I will happily listen to this episode when I'm editing it. Jordan, Jordan, we can chop. That's it why up. we edit. That's why we yeah. edit. Yeah, That's so if you if, if if you ask a question, uh, no, because uh, that means it's more work for me. Okay, if just, I just, ask just, the same question just, that was just ju- just jump in, just ask some questions. Yeah, just it's ask. not even that I have specific questions. I was just it was it was something that I was like, it's it's it was so yeah. funny because it my was mom a good was like, conversation. I'm I'm sure it was, and that's why I was totally excited that you were. Listen, I'm building Andrew up here. It's not. It's his birthday. Did you know it's his birthday today? It's his birthday, Andrew. Happy birthday. Yeah, we yeah, we covered that. Yeah, we talked. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, we, t- oh, we okay. talked about that. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. see, you're already right. fucking up. <laughs> you're already fucking. Damn it! Look at this guy. He's floundering. I have no, no idea what I'm, I'm doing. Sorry. I'm naked in front of the classroom. Oh, no, <laughs> Jordan, you're doing fine. Oh man. And you look great, Jim. Thank you, man. That's no you're building me up. I'm building Andrew up. I like this pass it on thing. Andrew, what do you have to say to Jim? Compliment him right now. Great, great conversation. Oh, that's, oh. Actually, that means been, a lot. He has been, a, lot. a great personality. <laughs> say nothing about not my jawline. That's not what I, I was going to say. You have a very strong jawline. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You it's know, like my to, third try, best feature. I try not to focus too much on, <laughs> on physical characteristics. You know. Well, I, from the conversation that we've had so far, you're a great conversationalist. So I appreciate that. This is yeah, this is cool. Good flow. Good flow. We I have like a that. list, or I have a list in the thing that of people that we've said that we want to have on a second time, and I think I want to have you on a second time just so I can know what you guys talked about. But well, yeah. we already, um, so <laughs> so we we kind of talked about this where he he's going to be in a new position and he's going to have yes, like yes. another perspective on on what we've been talking about. So it'll be kind of like a report back and you know see what's changed in his in his new spot. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do that um, because because uh, like and this is like for the third time I've said this, but I really support and I really love what you guys are doing on the podcast. So like if if you I can help me cheesing before when you said it because my camera was off, but I was like, yeah, but yeah, no, awesome. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to I'm happy to to come back and, and talk about the subject again, you know, and I'm God, I hope I have nothing to report, you know, Literally. I hope it. It's that it's status quo, you know. It's not yeah, worse. Better. Yeah. So, 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 sort of to sum up, so in case you have some input, just to sort of sum up what we were talking about, was that we, we kind of painted this picture of, um, you know, on one end you've got lonely, disaffected uh, young dudes, but also, but also probably um, young women also, um, <clears throat> looking for belonging, um, looking for purpose, looking for structure. Um, and they're kind of like a blank slate in that way. And then you've also got from the other end, uh, sort of institutionalized fascists hiding in the military that will intercept them, you know, as they're, as they're being sort of deconstructed. And we kind of harkened back to what we were talking about with radicals calm and the, and the, the purpose of hazing in the military. Um, and, and we, I, I, I kind of mused on how it's possible that, that, uh, established fascists, um, can hijack that process and, and sort of um, spread their their influence that way in the organization, and that you know maybe there's not um maybe it's not a, a like a central conspiracy, uh but that but you know that the that there's something about this process that really does uh, attract those kinds of people. Yeah, or like, the, and then they the get out of the military and become everybody else's problem. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. 
for sure. Or they, you know, they become a cop. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, that's the big one. So, um, and again, I'm not trying to like dox myself, but you know, I prior to my time in the military, um, I was in civilian law enforcement, and this was at around a time that the first veterans were coming back from like uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, where did they all funnel themselves to? Dudes. Yeah, but but just salty dudes who were very much used to limited um, rules of engagement, right? Because yeah. at that time in the war, it was like, hey, if it moves, shoot it. Um, if you were a military-aged male out past like a certain hour, shoot it. Um, so now they went and they were, again, looking for structure, discipline, institution, camaraderie. They were looking for all those things that you know law enforcement can also provide. Plus, you know, hey, I get to kit up every day and go out. And yeah. for the guys that for the guys that were coming back from the war, that's you know, they went into war at 18. They got out at 22-ish, right? And that was very comforting to them to, to get back into that type of routine or that regiment where it's like, okay, I'm I I'm gonna wake up at a certain time, I'm gonna go do, I'm gonna go kit up, I'm gonna do my job. There's an element of danger to it, there's an element of surprise to it and then you know repeat repeat so the first couple of guys that were coming back like they they were nothing like the guys i went through academy with which were i would say just kind of more run-of-the-mill types these guys were just hard charging like they were ready and i worked in a small i was gonna say i was just i worked in a small new england coastal town you know what i mean and it was just like like we broke up high school parties you know, out in the woods, kids drinking type of the stuff, the, the odd domestic violence kind of stuff, like nothing, nothing crazy. And these guys were like looking for, you know, uh, shit. I don't even know what they were looking for, but they were, but you know, they were looking for something. Um, and I don't know if they ever got it because again, small, sleepy New England town. Yeah, that's that. Uh, it was definitely, you know, I, I was, I don't know. Uh, I was 11 years old when 9-11 happened, so um, it wasn't something that I was too plugged into as far as, um, you know, being in the military immediately after that. I didn't go in until 2010, mm-hmm. um, and that was 10 years after the fact. That was, you know, our uh, our drill instructors were post-9-11, like, immediately after. They were in during 9-11 and, and went right. overseas and uh, were a product of that. Um also a lot of the senior enlisted guys in my unit um were also you know in around that time like would went in 2003 2004 mm-hmm. um and you know when i make jokes like that that you know they become cops and stuff it's i'm not knocking all cops that that did that because like looking at it from a linear perspective it 100% makes sense that you you were in the military for 4 years straight out of high school, don't have a college degree, what else are you going to do? You know, and that's for a lot of people, that was like the joke that we made, you know, my unit was, uh, you know, 80% of the people, well, no, it was like 50% of the people in my unit were cops, uh, like 15, 20% were firefighters. Um, the rest were security guards or unemployed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it was that, that was just like what your options were in an infantry unit, you know, like that's, you don't have a skill that is really transferable to anything else. So, yeah, you know, there were people all, skills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Well, actually, no, you're still in, but yeah, I'm trying to trying to finagle 
make it trying to make a resume uh and 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 fluff it up to to appeal to the civilian sector when all you've done uh is stuff that pertains to you know being in an infantry unit especially in the reserves like with no real experience <laughs> like uh you know is 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 a problem that a lot of people have but you know going out of that and and going to a police department and taking a test they're like oh yeah you served absolutely we'll hire you top of the list um, top of the list immediately yeah 100 yeah. percent. not to mention like so many of the departments and fire departments are, are no exception you know uh give you extra points when you take the test mm-hmm. for being in the military for being a veteran um so it makes sense and uh uh, you know, I I've always said I'm I'm not a cab. I'm I'm against the system, and I I judge people individually. And um, I I do think it takes a certain kind of person to like, or not even a certain kind of person. Like it's it's everyone's priorities are different. And I'm I'm getting myself into like the weeds here, but mm. it, it's because I know we've had this conversation before. I have friends who are cops, and they're good people. And I, the way I look at it is, I'm friends with good people who happen to be cops. Right. And so it's it's a it's a real knowing those people exist makes it impossible for me to say a cab. But I wholeheartedly disagree with like the current system of policing. But I also don't put the blame on the new cops and I don't put the blame on the people who are doing it. It's it's a it's a really weird. I think it's way more complicated. You got some feelings, Jordan. I do. I feel very (laughs) conflicted. I feel so conflicted, man. Like I went I went to my friends. I went to a party at his house and all of his cop friends were there and they were so douchey but also so friendly and i was like god damn it like i want to i want to feel one way or another about you and i and i you know especially as like a as a firefighter like we're supposed to just give each other shit and like right and it's it's fun you know to an extent but i'm also like i've seen some cops in my town like hem up dudes that were borderline ODing because they weren't responding to orders and i'm like that's not right at all and and so yes, I'm conflicted to say the least, and and that's you know I don't judge you on an individual level for for doing that. And I remember like when you told me that in the message, I was like, oh cool, like that'll just add to our conversation. That's something that's experience right. that he's that he's bringing to the table. And um, but I don't know if you answered this, but what made you so? Given your experience being in the military for this long, um, and you know you reaching out to us and wanting to talk about this kind of stuff what was your experience going from law enforcement to and sorry if you already asked this um, no i didn't from, i didn't touch on the no, was, it, oh okay, is, okay yeah this is a good question yeah going from law enforcement to the military instead of the other way around um why did you join the military why did you do it in reverse and and what was your experience going into it like in the beginning so yeah um we kind of we did kind of touch on this very 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 briefly but like so i i've gone through like three separate types of basic training in the last like 20 years, like police Academy. I had a prior enlisted service and then I transitioned over to uh, the army and why I did it in reverse. I think like when I was a kid, um, I I had a a deep desire to serve a community, Um, whether that was through volunteerism and stuff. uh, I enjoyed the aspect of community policing, what it actually, what, what, the definition of it is not how it's been bastardized to into what it is now, but it's just like, Hey, being, being a face and, and establishing trust with the community. I, I enjoyed that. So I wanted, I, I got into law enforcement. I, I studied uh, criminal justice in college. Um, I started like working summers for the small town. And then, you know, um, I, t- I took off from there, but you know, I got bored 
Um, it was a very, it was a very slow, very small town. And I was working third shift, like for three years straight. And I just couldn't deal with that anymore. So I thought maybe I would try, uh, kind of back dooring my way into federal law enforcement, uh, law enforcement. And I grew up in a, in a, you know, uh, the rich history of, of New England fishermen and cool. The, uh, my dad was a, uh, commercial fisherman. And so I had experience with the coast guard, just like anecdotally here and there. So I applied to the coast guard and then, uh, I did that for a few years, trying thinking I was going to kind of like backdoor my way into like a, a fed job. And I liked it so much, but again, it was such a small service and, and it was really hard to advance. I was like, you know what, I'd rather, I'd rather do something a little more challenging, but I also want to get paid better and um, have a little more resources at my fingertips. So then I, I decided to leave there and I commissioned to go into the army uh, where I am now. Um, and that experience, like it, it got progressively easier because especially when it came to like the basic training aspects, like I knew, I knew the game for what it was. I, I recognized it. Um, and I just kind of played along and I injected myself where necessary, you know, like, if you're in leadership, lead. If you're not, be led kind of a thing. Um, and that that benefited me greatly. Um, and I have no regrets about the the path I took. I've, I have no absolutely no desire to go back into civilian law enforcement. Um, and my time spent with the United States Coast Guard was fucking great. I enjoyed I enjoyed it. It was just small and, you know, very slow to advance. So, uh, yeah, that's how I got to here. If that, does that answer the question? I kind of like went off and down. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And that's, I think that's, that's a, um, it's, it sounds like a really cool journey. Um, in like, like interesting, like it almost, it almost seems like, uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Don't make me, I, every time I laugh, I cough. I have to mute myself. But... I know. Sam, I'm, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen me muting myself and just like, uh, Dying, wretching, dying over here, <laughs> wretching. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah, should I should good. tell you about the time I showed my ass to Bill Clinton, right? Oh, you absolutely should. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I will oh, say dang. that uh, it's being somebody who so we have a fireboat and and being on the fireboat and having to interact with the coasties pretty often. Is that a boat that's on fire? It is a literal flaming boat. That's so um, metal. That's I it's so metal. It's it's nobody comes near us. Um. But uh, I every time I see them like cruising up on their forty-four foot boat, I'm like, man, I should have joined the fucking Coast Guard. It looks so cool. Um, but I, that's also from somebody outside of it who doesn't, you know, who didn't experience it. And, and it was uh, dope. It was it was so dope. And I'm I'm not gonna talk about like where I was, but I was in like I don't think personally me, I don't think there's any bad places that you can get sent in the coast guard because they're all like you're on you're literally on the coast you're on a major on waterway water. you're on the water um i don't think personally i don't think i'd be into the great lakes or the mississippi um because that's those are like the inland areas um the coast guard operates but like i was on the east coast and it was fucking gorgeous like every day and it's like you work fireman's hours because i was at a small like a small boat station so it was like two on two off every other weekend um that's cool yeah and then so when you're a young guy like i was at the time that was that was amazing and it's like you're on the water you're doing good training and then you're still like you're, you're still like helping you're still you're helping you know idiot boaters who don't think to put gas in like their outboard before they go out you know kind of a thing <laughs> like yeah. and it happens and it happens or people who just don't know how to like read the weather 
or read the tides and stuff like that. And, uh, it, it was very purposeful and I, I so much enjoyed it. Uh, but you know, like I was saying, it's just small and they do a ton with like, like a fraction of the budget that like the big, like the air force, the Navy or the army, you know, get like, they do so much and they're responsible for so much. So if you're, if you're a coastie and you're listening to this, thank you. Thank you so much for your service. Seriously. Uh, you Chris guys are Costa doing so much. That. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that dude. Shit. Dude, so he's got I. wacky hair now. Does he really? I thought he's, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to look him up later. Actually, no, I don't give a shit what Chris Costa is doing. <laughs> Actually, yeah, actually, I haven't thought about that dude since like 2014. So why the fuck would I start caring now? <laughs> Sorry, oh, I was like, I came out like saltier than I thought. Uh, Jesus, yeah. I'm like, wow. Fuck Chris Costa. <laughs> Drank your salt juice and that came out. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> that's awesome. I'm sure he's wonderful. Oh, he's just living his best life, man. He's just uh, winding down his career, making shooting shooting guns on YouTube. You know, exactly. He probably listens to this podcast and loves it, and was super excited for this episode. And then and just and got then... to that part, and just got his heart broken. <laughs> just, he's, like, just he's, got... like, he's like jazzed. He's like, yeah, Coasties. They're talking yeah, about me. Yeah, yeah, and then you're yeah. like, fuck Chris Costa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> Damn it. I haven't thought about that dude in seven years. A villain was born today. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to get a DM from him like in an hour after this post. Like, hey, dude, that wasn't very cool. I'll I'll be fucking heartbroken. I'll be like, I'm so sorry. Can I? Is there? If you're still listening, Chris. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's, it's knee jerk. It's, it's, so re- it's a reflex. It's a okay. reflex. I'm so sorry. Say. I don't know yeah. how else to do it. Yeah. As somebody who also has a hard time not going for the shock value uh, answer, <laughs> like in conversations, uh, I, I, I respect you, Andrew. No, it, it, seriously, Chris Costa, if you're if you're listening to this, thank you so much for getting me into looking, you know, desiring to look cool while running around with guns. That's, yeah, I'll second that. What... I'll second that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. That I wonder if he's honest. moved on. Do you think he's moved on to TikToks or Reels yet? Or do you think he's exclusively still on YouTube? Yeah, I've, only I, seen, I've only seen him in YouTube videos. Yeah. He'll do like product reviews, um, you know, and he's just like, he, li- I don't, he must like live out in the, in like fucking Wyoming or something. I don't know. He's got this like giant property. He just goes out into his backyard and shoots guns in the mountains or something. I don't know. It's crazy. It's very like Hunter Thompson esque. That's oh, the dream, yeah. though. That's like That's the like, dream. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah. Is. Sign me up the for that. Dream to be yeah. left alone. I would love that life. <laughs> same, same. I did so um, without going into too too much detail, but I did some training out in Montana a couple of years ago, and uh, there's a, a consortium of, of former special forces guys that live out there, and this one dude was like. I, he was like 99.9% repeating like off the grid, completely self-sufficient. But whatever you have in your mind of what that would look like for like a former SF dude living almost completely off the grid, it was exact. It was a hundred percent, whatever you're picturing. It was, it was banana, wow. straight up banana lands. Um, I imagine so like, like, a, uh, like a hippie with like a garden. Yeah, I, I thought like the movie huge garden. A little bit of that too. A little bit of that too. Um, he did. Uh, so I guess like he, I mean, he had like cattle and, and land and everything. Uh, but he also did like guided tours. And uh, so, so we're like in his living room. It's me and a couple of other guys. Cause he was going to support a, um, 
like an exercise that we had going on out there. And he's talking to us and he's got this massive Glock 40 10 mil, uh, like in a, in a shoulder rig, like hanging by the door kind of a thing. And so I kind like, I commented on it. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of dope. And he's like, yeah, I take this on tours. When I, when I got, when I got the city folk out, use this for shooting cougars and moose and Democrats. <laughs> And oh, no. I, I mean, it was a, obviously I, I'm, I'm fair. I'm like three quarters of the way. Sure. It was a joke. And, oh, yeah. and it's, but, yeah. it's like one of the things it's like a joke, but then it's like, is it though? Is it though? Andrew, is it? <laughs> yeah. Is it? Is it? <laughs> Either way, my balls crawled straight up my stomach. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was definitely a soft, not so soft, you know, like feel. And it was just kind of like, yeah, like, like what kind of crowd is this? Yeah, yeah. Trump good. Trump good is exactly what I said. I like Trump. Trump, 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 Trump. Don't kill me. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you have because all this like, land. Because like, yeah, it's like a couple of tourists go missing uh, out on this on this land. He's like, yeah, I don't know. They were fine when I last saw them. Yeah, they, we sure they hands. never showed up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, or they never showed up. I don't know what to tell you. So many bones. So many bones in, the, in his back quarter of giant acreage, whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know how land yeah. is measured. I'm not a, I'm not an Amish. Shout out to Amish people though, by the way, listening. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Definitely listening <laughs> to this podcast. Yeah. Do, do you Amish people listen to podcasts? No. No, yeah. they have to, we get, they get the wax cylinders mailed to them by, uh, by birds. And then they have to put it in the phonograph. Can you look into getting our episodes converted to wax cylinder? That's like a vinyl, right? Yeah, it's not similar. It's before the, before similar. vinyls. Like, wow. like it's like vinyl, but you can't get it hot. Yeah. <laughs> They're so really popular keep in the it winter, in the not so much in the summer. That's yeah. why. That's why you're never gonna find my mixtape on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's too hot. It's too, it's hot. too hot. It's too it's hot. It's too hot. It's too hot for the, the wax cylinder. It's too hot. Too hot for the Amish. Yeah. <laughs> they're missing out. They don't know what they're missing, man. If they could hear it just once, they'd convert. It'd be full-blown Rumspringer 24-7. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 100%. The better way, how do you say the better way to, to a podcast in Pennsylvania Dutch? Are you, are you asking? I don't know Pennsylvania no. Dutch. No, no, I don't think. I don't either. Oh, that was a rhetorical question. I'm sure it has like a lot of like, like end-of-word inflection. It's like be- German. Yeah, a better way... Two A podcast. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> I was trying to do Italian. I was trying to do Italian. Was that a... <laughs> what do we have to say about Italians? Listen, I I love Italians. I my my aunt, like, I, not my aunt by blood, but like mom's best friend type. Aunt. <laughs> I'm not because like, I'm not Italian. To one, but uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not... fond of every, every Italian I've ever met. I won't. I won't touch one. But you know, I think they're all right. Oh. <laughs> they're great they're... plumbers. Like oh, a long, a long history of, of plumbing and kicking turtles. Like, I... well, so that family is what made me jealous of not having a big family, because I was like, wow, this is this is what a functioning big family is like. And I functioning, everybody yelled, like everybody screamed at each other, but it was so much fun, and I'm, yeah. I've always wanted that. But there was there was motion, there was drama, it was dynamic. It was a lot of fun. It was very entertaining. Yeah, fun stuff. Yeah. Anyway, you know, this, a lot the, of hate mail from Italian people. I know. The Sopranos so, went like what seven seasons, and they only went yeah. seven seasons for a fucking reason. 
you know. The uh, Gabagool. What? The, the, for oh, the Gabagool. Yeah. yeah, for the Gabagool. Or the Capicola. And, and the memes, bottom line. And the memes. Yeah, a lot of right. memes. That's a, right. lot of, a lot of memes. Woke up this morning, got some Gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> it never gets old. I, I can listen to that oh. on repeat. I have a whole Spotify playlist of just... <laughs> That on repeat. Those words on repeat for eight hours. <laughs> Just different inflections. Maybe some filters. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So on the East Coast, it's about twenty-five after four as we're recording this. Obviously, don't keep this in. But I do have a baseball game I need to get to you in gotta, the next like you thirty. Gotta, you gotta shit. Yeah. But yeah. Sorry. Go, so before you go, I feel like this is a good note to end on. But before you go. We ask all of our guests, um, do you have any sort of like life advice, little life hack, little, little quality of life tip? Doesn't have to do with guns. Doesn't have to do with any cultural thing or anything that we talked about. Just just something that, that you know, that you found out, that you think everybody needs to know that they're sleeping on. Mm, shit. You know, so my toxic trait is I never finish podcasts. So as much of a fan I am of, of the a better way to a podcast. I never finish a single episode, so this caught me completely by surprise. <laughs> Fuck. Um, oh, you're you're <laughs> finishing this one. Yeah, exactly. I'm finishing now. That's I really guess... funny. Yeah, you don't know that we asked this question because that's, that's always right. the last that's thing we so asked. I know. <laughs> completely uh, blindsided. Completely uh, blind. And it's such so a good funny. question to ask because I feel like I have so much advice to give because I'm very. But you got to pick one. I know. I thought you sucks. were going to say that your your toxic trait was you never finish podcasts and you were just going to hang up on us. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that would have been the that. best fucking exit <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh, Andrew does that. Andrew yeah, does that do 90 that. fucking that percent him. of the time and it throws me off every time. He does what it. He'll just be like the, what an, was it? You, Irish goodbye. Irish goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, the old Irish goodbye. Exactly. Yeah. We can change that to Italian goodbye. Well, the Italian <laughs> goodbye is just loud screaming. Just like, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Why are we so? Why are we? I don't know. I don't know. It just it turned into a thing. We turned it into a thing. It's not meant oh, to be man. a thing. I, t- I take full. Credit. I have nothing against Italians. Uh, yeah. I don't either. I don't either. I think I think they're they're but the, they're but wonderful. The, the We're gonna have to put a content warning in the beginning. Just be like, yeah. so like just, if you're Italian, just, just sit this one out. Just, <laughs> take it, you guys. Italian, and you're gonna listen to this. Just be chill. <laughs> just relax. <laughs> don't be I how you normally it. are. <laughs> <laughs> No, Jordan. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Oh, shit. I guess it's if I have... carried away. Sorry, yeah. No, 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 it's fine. Um, I guess if I have any, any like, real good life advice, I think I would, I would ask people to be more introspective. I think, I think it's important that you take time to, uh, to really look inside and, and try to, like, listen to yourself. We don't, we don't listen to ourselves enough, nor do we listen to other people, but I think if, People could be a little bit more introspective and understand why they think the way they think um, and how that relates to the interactions that they have with the people around them, whether it's family or coworkers or even just the odd stranger that we interact with in our daily lives. I think maybe we'd be setting ourselves up for, for a little bit of success. I don't know. That's like what's like more that's more high concept than I wanted to go. No, I guess no, that's fine. really good advice, man. Yeah. Just know know yourself. Because if you don't understand why you do the things you do, you're not going to understand why other people are doing what they do. And you're just going to live, your life is going to be a mystery. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. 
I get yeah. it. I get That's it. Solid, I, I'm man. picking up what you're throwing down. Yeah. Also, fuck Chris Costa. Yeah, fuck <laughs> Chris Costa. <laughs> Chris, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I hope he has Drizzly uh, where he's at. Because if he actually really for real listens to this and he hits me up after. Drizzly? Yeah. Oh, Drizzly is an app that allows you to like. It's like. Uh, order, it's like it's like uh, like, Grubhub for booze. Yeah. Grubhub exclusively for booze. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Check Drizzly. Yeah, drizzly.com. This podcast is sponsored by drizzly.com. So we're not sponsored by Drizzly. <laughs> Maybe we should reach out. out to them and be like, hey, we mentioned you on our podcast. It's super popular. Would you like to pay like me money places. for doing that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if he does have the aforementioned app that we'll probably cut out of this episode. Um, yeah, get in my DMs, Mr. Casa. I will, I will uh, be happy to send you the six pack of your choosing, which I'm sure is probably like Natty Ice or some other. You can send other beer. people alcohol. Yeah, I do it all the time. I do it all the time. It's like my go-to, like uh, either I fucked up gift or hey, I'm just thinking about you and I'd like you to have something to enjoy. Gift. Do you have it's to easy. sign for the package? Like they have to card you while you're there, kind of thing? No, um, it's it's just like a it's just like a regular delivery, like courier delivery, like uh like it's it's not it doesn't come in the mail. It's not a package. It's like somebody will, a driver will go to a local store, buy the stuff with the company card, and then come to your house with it. Yeah. But how do they know the person you're delivering it to is of age? Oh, they, mm. they'll, card, they'll card you. Like so that's you, what I mean. You, you have to be there. home to get it. Like it's like yes, it's like yeah, 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 or something yeah, like yeah, that. exactly. They're not just gonna leave it like on your on your doorstep. No, no. Uh, there's no 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 contact free deliveries because they have to card you. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I guess you could. That's still like, amazing. Well, yeah. It, it, yeah. What a time to so be alive. So, yeah, the future. So on, on mine too, uh, I have a, I think they had me take a picture of my ID. I can't remember yeah. exactly. Yeah. When I set my account, I had to do that too. Yeah. yeah. So, so they have your, a picture of your ID when they're, when they're doing the delivery. So I suppose if, if you don't want to get close to them, they can just kind of look at the picture of your ID and look at you and be like, okay, that's the guy. Yeah. But I a hundred percent send it to other people. Uh, all yeah, really for cool. sure. Yeah. Because again, like sometimes I fuck up. Like we all do. And I'm it like, happens. hey, this is how I'm going to make amends. Right. What? You never fucked up? It's never happened. Wild. Wild. Well, your time's due. You're due. You're super fucking <laughs> yeah, due. I'm due, I'm due for, a, for a big one. Watch, you never hit record at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> 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 I did that with my um, uh, a Zoom meeting for my son's uh, first birthday remote Zoom party. Um, I was supposed to record it for people that didn't couldn't attend, but uh, I fucked it up, and uh, now it's lost forever. That's, That's so you funny. have fucked up. So you have. It's not funny, up. but it's yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah. But Rough. you know, I I didn't need Drizzly for that. You know, I, I live with the person I let down. He, well, he'll <laughs> never know. Don't tell him. Yeah, and also you shouldn't give your your one year old son booze. Just yeah, throw, yeah. Let's 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 pepper. Let's There's pepper the real that life in. hack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we, we we weave that in there. Weave that in there. Yeah. Hey, don't yeah. Yeah. maybe don't get children drunk unless they work in a coal mine. Then get them very drunk. Yeah, because they're dead anyways. Yeah, they're they. Can they, you imagine a not. children only battle of Blair Mountain, like tiny oh, hands shit. on on like. On, on where is this coming like, from? Swedish bolt action rifles and no, 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 no. Kids are designed. Kids are specifically designed for crew served weapons. I was you going need, to, yes, yeah, because you need you need all those it's little hands. Game. Yeah, it's a great exactly, game. and it teaches teamwork. It That's does. Right. It does. Yeah, listeners, if you have multiple children, get them a two forty. Here, here is the real yeah. life pro tip. 
Yeah, exactly. That's fantastic. Well, you yeah. got we got three solid life tips uh, out of the end of this episode, Jim. That's great. All um, I do is give. A threefer. All, All I, I do is give. All I do is give. give. I'm right. a man. Of, a man of the people is what I am. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, Jim, I'm I'm sorry I missed the first half or or however much I missed of this, but uh, the last bit with you was excellent. Um, and I'm so glad that you came on the podcast. It was it was our pleasure. And um, yeah, just thank you so much for for taking the time and and contributing your your thoughts and, and knowledge to this because um, just hanging just, out, man. Yeah, yeah. No, this I, is, this we has have been super fun. Yeah. yeah. No, and I had, I had fun from just this, but you know you you were you were gassing us up in, in the in the beginning there but you know we have people on this <laughs> podcast who we like who we genuinely like and even if yeah. you reach out to yeah, us yeah. like you did and was like hey you know i would love to talk about this if we didn't like you we wouldn't say yes uh, yeah uh, <laughs> fair fair very fair go. very fair so very fair. really appreciate you coming on and and it, it's been great um we used to send people oh god i used to send people like a shirt for being on Mm-hmm. And I just forgot, and I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you. Ta- I'm gonna how s- many people are, are we behind on? Well, we only have. This will be our thirteenth episode, so I think I I think I did it for the first four and stopped because oh, I wow. I forgot. But I'm gonna go back and and tell everybody and and Chris. I'll, I'll get some, Chris. Get some where the fuck sizes. did Chris come from? Chris Costa. He's in yeah. my head. God damn it. <laughs> I was looking at your name and I called Jesus you Chris. Jesus Christ, Chris is already texting us. <laughs> How did he get my know? number? He's, he's so mad. He's so mad. He, no, he's not mad. He's disappointed, which is even worse. He's like, I thought, oh. I thought you guys were better than this. Yeah, I thought you were a better way. <laughs> I thought you were different. Find out he's been buying awesome. merch for like weeks now and he's just... Under <laughs> a pseudonym? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> He's just like fuck. I was gonna mix up the first and and uh, his, first his letter wife. of both uh, for his first and last name and switch them, but I realized it's the same name. <laughs> That's a, yeah. It doesn't work that way. That's kind of like uh, Superman taking on putting on glasses and and being Clark Kent. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, um, but no, right, I want to I, I want to yeah. thank you guys for having me. Seriously, this has been wonderful. Thank you for letting me come on and yeah, uh, and and voice my concerns and stuff. And I hope. You know, listeners hear this and and it generates conversations going forward. Yeah. Also, oh, I, we, do, last... we do take. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying we do take this very seriously. I know that we're joking, we go on tangents, but th- this is something that actually literally haunts my dreams. No, no, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, it, it does, <laughs> it does. But I'm glad, I'm glad that we can smile through the through the the shit, you know. Um, yeah. And then the last thing I wanted to say too is like, am I really episode thirteen? Because that's fucking sick. I think. Oh yeah, dude. You are. We have two this weekend. Um, you and we're doing. We're interviewing Starlet Death tomorrow. Oh shit. Sure. Um, and uh, so that's gonna be cool. I th- think. I think you are thirteen. Uh, I don't know. Don't hold we me. We goofed up the, okay. the folders in our, our notes folder. We stopped yeah. numbering them for some reason, and now it's all goofed. That up. was my fault because we had. Yeah, I had to take quick notes real quick, and there's a there's a system that I have in place to label things, and I was like in a rush and didn't do it, and it's just it's all gone to hell now. Ugh, <laughs> That's your fault <laughs> for trying to be organized. Honestly, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, if you my, start the rest of my life is it's only uphill. Yeah, the rest of my life is chaos. At least my Google Drive folder can be organized. 
right, we got we got to let Jim get ready for his. Uh, yes, Jim. Game. I'm yeah. so sorry. No, 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 no. We could do this all day, seriously. And yeah, I think I'm right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually gonna end the podcast now. So yeah. Thanks, right, guys. Bye. Thank bye. You, man. Thank you so, so much. much. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thank you.